Hello, hello, good evening, good morning, and welcome to Your Artist Could Ever, Could Never, episode 48, <laughs> ever. Um, I'm Auntie OK, and I'm here with... Auntie Farah. Auntie Nana. And Auntie Shade. Hello, my ladies, how are you? How you doing? How's your week been, or your day one been? Cold, man. Listen. Oh, but I love the snow. I've been loving really? it. Why? Yeah, you can go for like nice walks. Why? <laughs> I mean, seriously, I've invested some therapy for you. <laughs> it's very pretty to look at. I must say, I do love looking out and seeing snow topped roofs and the pathways. But I do know, I, this was actually sorry, sorry, sorry. This was actually my um glad that I don't have to go to work. I'm sorry, I'm going to preempt my glad. I'm glad I don't have to go anywhere. That's the only benefit of lockdown. I'm not walking for this damn snow. Yeah. Oh. yeah I'm feeling it. Well, it's, it's nice. Okay. If you go for a nice walk, it's nice. This, this is because it's not really settled. If it was like three, four, five inches, would you say the same thing? But walk like a snowman? Yeah. I don't know I how you can go for a nice walk. It's, it's too cold. And it's like, it's not gentle snow either. It's like hitting you in the face snow. Like, yeah. I'm just, no. And it's, 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 it feels like to me there's no escape now. Yeah. <laughs> can't go outside and enjoy it and then stuck indoors yeah 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 um, i like i do not i don't mind a brisk walk <laughs> when i don't know i don't mind i get what you mean like it being nice auntie nana but nah let's just not anywho let's get into it who are we welcoming to the family this week we are welcoming to the family this week author and friend to the aunties dd armstrong so Dee Dee, this is his first, this is his first book. It's called Lynch's Road. Um, and this is his second book, which he's recently just released. I would say go out and cop them both. This is a great guy. He's done a lot. He does a lot for his community and he is just a, a fantastic author and voice and friend and just he's an amazing guy. So I'd like to welcome Dee Dee to the family. Salute Dee Dee. Where can we get the books from? You can buy them on Amazon and uh Jackawanda. Jacka- I think it's Randa. See it, Randa, Jackaranda. You can buy it from them. So okay. crack one and we'll put the link in the in the and on the page. Jacaranda's black owned, so we can do that. Yeah. Okay, and they recently so celebrated a whole bunch of black authors and did a whole thing for 2020, and he was one of the 2020 authors. So to Didi. Love Didi, homeboy for life. Um, okay. So what have we heard? What have we heard? Oh, actually, let's welcome everybody. Good evening, all the people them. Good evening, Auntie Antoinette. Red Border, Ellie Brown, Ronald, Sid. Hi! Um, I want popcorns. <laughs> um, let's go. It's me. I'm asking myself, what have I heard? Well, I've heard that um, <laughs> there's going to be a new UK. I think I've said it before. There's a new UK news channel that's about to get launched called GB News. And um, apparently it's going to be the UK version of Fox News. And recently there's been a little bit of Twitter storm because the accused far left wokery crew um have been cussed by legendary in quotes um political pres- news uh, presenter political commentator andrew neil who used to work at the bbc um who cussed them saying you know i'm sick of tired of this woke people but basically he said the woke warriors are trying to stir up an advertising boycott of gb news a channel that hasn't even started broadcasting it's hilarious so basically people are like saying oh you know we will boycott all any phone company that sponsors GB News and um, just will boycott the channel. And the channel hasn't said anything, hasn't started. It is the chief executive is Angelos 
Frangopoulos, I hope I said that right, and um, Mr. Neil, Andrew Neil, is going to be the face and chairman of GB News after ending his 25-year relationship with BBC. And uh, on the left side, you know, the so-called political woke side or whatever, this guy called Femi Oluwole and some other people have said that they were calling out saying this channel, we don't need this channel, it's going to be a problem, it's going to be, we don't need the UK folks, all that type of stuff. So my question is, do we need a UK Fox channel? Auntie Shade. No, I think that's a, I think that's a, I don't know if that's like too obvious a question, I guess. Like, I think it, uh, for us anyway, do you know what I mean? Well, maybe not Auntie Nana. <laughs> um, <laughs> but but I, I don't think we need it. Um, I really don't. I think that it's just um we've seen what these types of things do in america why would we bring it here it's just not necessary at all plus as well i just think that the way news is consumed is changing um i can't if they're going to be like super right wing and um you know maybe more titillation purposes like why bring more rubbish do you know what i mean it's difficult enough to find out what the truth is about thing things um i just think it's just noise just to confuse people and probably control them auntie farah yeah i couldn't have said it better i mean America doesn't even need a Fox News. Australia doesn't need a Fox News. The world doesn't need a Fox News. And we don't need a Fox News lookalike. It's just, yeah. We've got the Daily Mail and those trash papers for those things, haven't we? We don't need to see it on TV. So um, it's no for me. Auntie Nana. Well, <laughs> basically, it's just going to be like LBC visual. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, LBC serves a market. I'm more intrigued to see like who's on it, what the shows are like. It's just another. Um, why should we not have our own one? You know, like it serves a community, and just because uh, we do not um, subscribe to a lot of the opinions, I still think it's a it's good for these opinions to be aired and to be countered. Then they be censored. And then go underground, and that just builds up more resentment. I'm I prefer to um, know what my racists are are thinking about. I prefer to like be able to hear them. Um, so yeah, I'm I, you know, it's not like I'm going to be consuming it wholesale or anything. But I don't think it's okay to kind of shut down the opposite view to your own. Yeah, I'm inclined to agree. I felt I. Was, I think I, I talked about it before and said, no, we don't really need it. I don't, I hope, I mean, there's no control over this. I hope it doesn't go down the Fox News route where it's just telling lies upon lies upon lies upon lies. I hope it's not extremely far right wing. Well, even though Angelos, um, he's a former Sky News Australia boss um, and he's uh, he brought, he helped Rupert, Mur- Rupert Murdoch, Sky News Australia News sorry reporting the other day did like a not a fox news style show and it did you know get accused of racism and offensive comments and stuff like that so i don't think we're going to be able to control that i but i do feel like i want to know what people are thinking um but it's just you can't control the propaganda and that's the part i don't like i don't like the idea of it being a machine that that ends up being like fox news so which we can't control but i do think it does become a problem when 
we say that these things shouldn't exist because it does veer into freedom of speech. But I, I'm not obviously I'm not an advocate for hate speech and hate commentary and hate news, and I'm not a fan of distorting the news. But the news that we get is also like from the BBC. Sometimes you know we say it's a little bit it's not impartial when it should be impartial. They reckon they're going to be impartial, and we know it's not going to be impartial because already the people that are going to be on GB News is pretty much going to be right leaning. We pretty much think it's going to be converse, very conservative and right leaning. Um, but we know, we know, we know their opinions. We know racist opinions. We see it every day. We see it in the newspapers. We see it on social media every single day. Why give them a bigger platform to be able to justify their nonsense? That's the thing. It's just like being able, like if you do that, it's like like giving them a legitimate argument for racism, and that's just not on. I I just can't subscribe to that at all. I think it's ridiculous. What would you do if you were? I don't know, the government and someone applied to do this channel, what would you do and what to, how would, how, what would you do it to have a fair and equal balanced voice of people who, because right, we also go that right also means, always means racism. And I'm being devil's advocate slightly here. Right doesn't always mean, because, okay, let me get my right. Conservative doesn't mean that you're racist necessarily, right? No, that's that, but that's but not far right. But far right and right stuff is racism. So it's a so but it a, gets mixed in with racism exactly. So then and, that, and it uses a guise for that as well. Exactly. Like most of our news, I would say, is actually middle of the row or yeah. like middle right rather than middle left. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? In general, so we're used to that having that kind of like you know. We, we all know what the status quo is. We're going to pretend that we're having a debate and we're not really, or we're going to put forth these different points of view. I mean, just look at our, you know, the um, our breakfast show, like Pierce Morgan, he's, he's, do you know what I mean? Like, he's not a lefty, come on. Like, do you know what I mean? He's a conservative, really. Um, but he's like, you know, anchor of the biggest um, morning show in the UK. So like, we have this already. We have this rhetoric kind of, um, well, we have it to a degree. We have conservatism to a degree. Like, w- like what Fox News does and that kind of model is like does a lot of fear mongering, more panics, like all of that kind of stuff. And, and and unless we have regulations in place to stop that or to be able, like a a really stringent um, process to be able to hold them accountable when they cross the line, do you know what I mean? Then. Then we're gonna have we're gonna be in the same situation as America. So you better you better hope that you've got enough of passport, mate. That's all I'm saying because it's just we'll be in exactly the same position as they were four years ago or in the last four years. Um, Auntie, Auntie Nana. I think you're still muted. Shall we go to Auntie Farah in the meantime? Uh, there we go. Sorry, it was it wasn't unmuted. You muted yourself back again. <laughs> You're still muted. You you came through, then you then disappeared again. Technical hitches. Yeah, yeah, you're back. You're back. No, you keep coming in and going. Now all sorts of happening. Okay, should we go to the comments while we wait for Auntie Nan to sort herself out? Okay, sure. So obviously everyone says, 
Hello. Um, okay, Sid says, yes, of course, it will be entertaining. Hashtag the end. Um, Akoya says, whoop, whoop, whoop. You, got, you people make my Tuesdays. Candy says, uh, we already have a national right wing network with ITV. Um, Rowena says, what role do you think, do you ladies think Ofcom will play to, to maintain balance? Um, and Ronald says, actually, Fox isn't far right enough for our far right. Here's, um, here, sorry, here's the, uh, 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 sorry, they've moved to Newsmax and OANN, One America News Network. Um, Candice yeah. also says ITV is our version of Fox. And uh, Chanzi is saying TV is just propaganda. Uh, Auntie Anna, you're back? Yes, yes. Um, I was just really going to echo what you were saying um, about not all, not all conservative media is racist. And then what Auntie Sade was saying, I absolutely agree that it can get mixed in. But I do think that we do need like a mix of opinions. And, uh, and as I was saying before, LBC kind of has that because you do have like left opinion bases and right opinion bases. And really maybe this will be a new news network that may actually straddle both sides or just provide different types of um, opinion pieces. Who knows? I'm more like, let's see. And to um, what Rowena was saying, this is why we have Ofcom. So if it does get out of balance, then it's people power. Then we need to be rallying and actually like lobbying for things to change if that happens. But I think let's actually like let it happen and then be like, oh no, that was out of order and then get up in arms. Sorry, I was just going to say, my my only thing about that is if it is going to be like Fox, Fox doesn't necessarily represent both sides with facts or truth. It doesn't. I would go to say very few news networks anywhere. Definitely. But if you're when you're in America and you watch Fox News, you definitely do not get a a rounded for you don't get a rounded picture. It is very, very one sided. And whilst there might may be other channels that you can see where they their allegiances lie more, they still report on the other on the opposite. If you watch Fox News, they perpetuated all the lies that Donald Trump, Trump was saying throughout the last four years. You that's not I, I don't think I saw a single channel perpetuate the lies that he said. You know, they, they might not necessarily have agreed with him, but they, they reported on what he said. They might have reported on it with like some sort of attitude, but they reported on it. Fox News didn't do the same. So that's my only thing. I'm yeah. all for varying opinions, but not lies. I think, do you think, even though I'm saying, I think it should exist in a controlled way. I'm also, I also feel like the power of the people after the fact is too late because Ofcom reports take a while and then the, yeah, after they've been banned, they might get fined. This has been made by like multi-million billionaires. They don't care. It's just, it's just a, nip, a slap on the hand. They get popular rating. They make more money. It's a private entity. It's not government controlled. So they can do what they want and they'll actually get probably get more attention. That's the part where it all gets out of hand and becomes just a propaganda tool. And that's the part where it's like, it is a dangerous thing, but I just don't know how we can say, no, it can't exist. Ideally, yeah, let's not have any kind of racist punditry on TV where they can spread lies and propaganda without um, getting in trouble. But um, that's the part I'm just like, hmm. But I do think I, I would, it is, it, it is interesting to hear 
people who have other opinions, not racist opinions, but other opinions that don't mix with necessarily mine personally, just to even have someone else come on and counter that so sensibly is that it puts throws their um, logic out the window, even just for that. So I don't know. I don't it know. Work. It's not. I mean, when have you seen on? I think there's so many examples on Fox News. Do you know what I mean? That where where they try to present an argument kind of thing and then they brought on someone who's supposed to be neutral or supposed to be opposite and and, and they just rubbish them. It's their playground. So mm. they'll do it by their rules. Do you see what I mean? So I just don't I don't I mean I I just don't understand why those other opinions can't be on the platforms that we already have. Why do we need a particular station for this kind of rhetoric? I think it's one step it, it, it's just one step closer to destruction of, of this country to be honest because it's not just racism it's sexism as well do you know what I mean it's it's all the isms like homophobia they'll they'll bring it all in it's all the bottom of the barrel stuff against people to give um I guess in a sense like working class people a a a, a, a reason to hate other people do you know what I mean that's ultimately what Fox News does and I think that I don't think Ofcom can can handle this. Do you know what I mean? Like, and and I agree with you. I think it's after you know that kind of stuff is after the fact. I don't trust them either to regulate themselves. Absolutely not. When we have press, you know, we have the BBC who can you know skirt around using the word the N word. Do you know what I mean? So why am I going to trust this network to to do anything? Do you know what I mean? To, to, no, just no. It's not necessary at all. Um, and I think, what is their intention? What is their intent here? Why are they here? What opportunity are they trying to exploit? They are exploiting. They're exploiting the. the it's we're literally, as we're always, four or five years behind America, copying America, and now they're going to be speaking because that's what that that was. Stop. That was the rhetoric that was being put out in the press, especially in in Donald Trump's last two years when this news was coming out that GB news was coming. They're seeing the success of it. You've got the Murdoch people. You know, as they do, they rotate their people around different. And platforms and this guy's now going to be chief executive of this thing here over here they're just regurgitating the money spreading the money amongst themselves and they see it's a money pit it's, a, it's not a money pit it is money for them it's going to make them money because they know they can exploit the working class or the so-called disenfranchised white working class who feel like their voices aren't heard feel that they can't say the n-word comfortably or say you know Ill- 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 irrational things without feeling like the woke people are coming for them and i really need to talk about that the way that these people have really misunderstood the word woke and misappropriated the word woke and throw it around in every conversation. It gets my goat because they don't know where it came from. And they're mis- they're just making it sound like such, they, they don't understand where it came from. They're undermining the fact that it's a black word. Nothing to do with you lot. You're not using it wrong or you're using it in a way that you think you've got it right. You haven't got it right. And it's just so annoying. It's like hearing an old person say, like, say some sort of slang word and just sounds fake. It's the, it's the most ridiculous thing ever. And when they're like, and the woke brigade are going to come for me, it just makes me want to throw up. It's like, you guys are so ridiculous. Oh, Let's yeah. get the comments. Okay, so uh, Rowena says, agree, LBC is a good example. I think that was to your point, Nana. Um, Nicola, sorry, Nick, yeah, Nicola says, hi, ladies, loving all the braids and locks. Thank you so much. Me <laughs> um, says, uh, instead of focusing our energies on what they're creating, we need to put our energy into creating our own platforms to counter this. Um, 
I hear that a lot. I, well, anyway, let me finish. Um, at, uh, Rowena says a lot of people on GMB News have felt censors, 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 censored <laughs> on other platforms. It's why they've gone there. Um, Candy says we have to work uh, harder to have our own network. And Ronald says Fox is being sued for 2.1 billion for defamation and they've fired one of their top rated hosts because of their lies about the election. Wow. What were you going to say about, about us building our black platforms? I think I'm yeah, going to... Yeah, I, I, I hear that as a, like, uh, I, I guess, like, a reason or a, a lot of the time. And I just wonder, like, like how... Not, not literally how, but do you know what I mean? But, like, how, though? If we don't have the power... Do you know what I mean? Like, how, how are we supposed to? We don't have the finance and we don't have the infrastructure. How are we supposed to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and I wonder whether I, I, I was in a clubhouse group earlier today and they were talking about like a code of conduct for black people kind of thing. And I thought it was quite interesting, very like folk, American focused conversation, but it was quite interesting. And I just wondered like whether you can, um, if you're infiltrated on, so many different networks is it possible to silence you and i don't think it is so i wonder whether if we can't build our own networks whether there's something around that but i guess it's just yeah it's not really a thought out point but yeah um, no i i kind of because i i feel like that's and i'm not saying um knee don't come for me uncle knee that um that's what you're saying and how you're saying it but i feel like sometimes some black people that's a default answer when it's not and as we said we haven't really thought it through and who's actually really going to do it because there are lots of platforms there are lots of networks that could grow if we get behind them and i mean i talk about my own entertainment platform it was i I think nana and i had a meeting the other day in a conversation that we had i was like oh i put in perspective how certain things could happen if we just tuned our mind into a certain way but i think a lot of black people say let's start our own let's start our own and we have a lot of our own and we keep saying let's start our own but we do have a lot and then we have people that have done really well with starting their own black business of any type of form and enough communication networks and platforms where we could, we don't have the billions and the infrastructure to do it, but we have our own ways of communication. And we've already proved that our way of communicating is so effective when it comes to brands, recognition, making money for other brands. And even for ourselves, if we really do come together, we make money for ourselves in a good way. So maybe we also have to look at, it's not the way that the, we put Murdochs of the world do it. How do we do it on our own way? How do we go back to base? We always talk about build our own, go back to Africa, all that type of stuff, Emoja, all this unity stuff. But actually, what are we really looking at the models that we used to have back in the day? We keep talking about back in the day we did this and we were kings and queens and that. But what were the things we did? If we talk like we spoke, we, we communicate with drum and all that type of stuff, what's our version of communicating by the drum then? If it's not following the model of the Western world, we have to then tap into what it is we used to do or what it is is natural to us and I, unfortunately, we are, because we are in the Western space, we look at those models, and I'm talking to myself as well, how do we not look at the models that have gone before us that don't want us there? How do we utilise who we are as black people? What are our strengths and weaknesses? And how do we work better together? Because I think we're sometimes trying to shove ourselves into a Western format, and it doesn't necessarily work. And then we criticise ourselves and say, we can't work together. But actually, us four here know very well working with black people is quite successful, can be quite successful. And I just wanted to say, by the way, that two point billion is like um, weekend money to somebody who's worth 19.1 billion. Um, so, you know, 
we put Murdoch that two point. That's why he's like, all right, cool, say nothing. <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're gonna get. I don't think. I don't know. I don't think we'll fulfill. Nah, they're set out court for less than that. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Let's get the last comments and move on because it's very interesting. Okay, cool. So, Nee says, uh, you start from where you are with what you have. Zell says, code of conduct for black people um, means don't berate each other in public on white spaces. Interesting. Nee says, um, but also we can do both, build our own and be within those ones as well. Uh, Candy says, uh, I'd. Oh, I can't speak. <laughs> I want Brian Allen involved. And Red Border says, yes, Auntie AK, we need to stop consuming Western nonsense. It will soon lose its value. Just wanted to say, Byron Allen, did he win his lawsuit, Candice? No. I, I don't think he did. He didn't, did he? I don't think he did. He didn't. But what happened? Was it thrown out or was it? I think it was actually loose. thrown out. I don't, let's get our facts. I'm not sure. Okay. But um, yeah, I know, I know he didn't win, and I think yeah. it's actually still ongoing. But the the overall point was he was really just trying to court black people, and mm. not too many people were going to benefit from it. When all of the laundry came out in the wash, it was like actually, um, this is really to his benefit. Yeah, that's kind of where that's what I was going to say. It's another conversation about Mr. Allen. But okay, we got to move on. Okay, so cool. two. Um, let me get my list, Auntie Nana. <laughs> oh my, okay, all right. So, the the UK weekly kind of juicy news that has been going about for the last few days. I will give people a brief rundown on the saga that has been Candice Braithwaite versus Rochelle Humes, and basically, it started about six or seven days ago. Candice is a uh, She's quite a prominent influencer in UK circles. Uh, she's a dark-skinned woman, slightly big, and kind of fits in the mummy blogger space. But also she's an advocate. And she put up a post, no, it was a video, saying that over the last six months, she had lost out to three jobs to um, a light-skinned black woman. And she had been crying, and she stated this in her video, she didn't talk about what the jobs were in that video, but it was a really raw, emotional kind of um, plea to her community, just that she's finding it really difficult. And for the first time, she had wanted to remove herself of her, of her darkness, of her dark skin tone, and just have an easy time of life. And then a few days later, Rochelle Humes put out... Um, a kind of carousel slideshow saying that she was going to be working on a documentary to shed some light on the, the statistics that black women are five times more likely to die in childbirth than white women. And she was doing a documentary on this. This is also a space that Candice has championed for years and has really brought this to the UK media. A few hours later after that one, or maybe the next day, then Candice does uh, a picture post with text just saying, okay, cat's out of the bag. Basically, I was up until a few weeks ago presenting this documentary, so I thought, and then um, I lost the job somehow. And obviously that rallied a community of Black women 
absolutely triggered by this and they swarmed on Rochelle to leave her position as presenter and, um, you know, boosted up Candice. A few hours later, it transpires that there was actually two documentaries and Candice was not working on the same documentary as Rochelle's. And Rochelle's documentary team, the production team, had actually reached out to Candice for her to be interviewed and she declined. She countered with I would like to co-host. They said they declined that and that was that until it became our public knowledge. But within that was a lot of women kind of really at Rochelle. And now it's more kind of there's a, there's, there's a feeling of resentment towards Candice, like she kind of baited a community into um, attacking another black woman um, unjustly. So my question to you guys, because obviously we we were following this unfolding and really it's like, what do you what do you think Candice's thought process was in all of this and how can she rectify it and then also for Rochelle why was it so easy or why was she uh like why why was there so much hate towards her like so easily she was like rubbished as she is not valid to um to do this to, to bring this kind of social injustice to the forefront. What are your thoughts on that? Um, I think I'll go first. I think in the way I saw it play out, I, I wasn't as incensed. I got involved in the conversation as we were talking about it. I, my emotions weren't in it. But I was a bit like, oh, here we go again. But I I believe now everything's come out. I, I don't believe Candice has been shady. I don't. I don't think it plays out that she's been shady. I think that what has happened, which happens a lot, to lots behind the scenes, lots of production companies work on lots of ideas. And um, you can imagine that every, lots of people, especially when it's a theme, when it's a mood of the society, lots of people have the same ideas and work on the same ideas. And what you do, you, you'll be within your bubble, working on something with whoever you're working on, working on it with, and then you'll take it to the commissioners, you'll pitch it, and then pick, commissioners will sift through all the different ideas and start you know, making their decisions on what's going to go to screen and all that type of stuff. So this is where the confusion happens. But then obviously you're not going to know who's working on what because everyone's just in their own bubble doing their own thing. So at that point, I think, I think it's believable that there was a misunderstanding. I understand the assumption that Candice made that when Rochelle's news came out, um, she assumed that it was the same documentary because you wouldn't necessarily know. And especially if you don't know the industry, how it works, you would be like, oh, that sounds like it's mine. Because why would there be one that's the same? That's the same topic. The other stuff, the bit, the timeline's a bit mad. I don't know. I don't understand the bit of when she was told, when she knew that it was going to be Rochelle, and when her people came to ask Rochelle's people, like the people working Rochelle's documentary, if she could be a co-host. That part's a bit muddy. So I'd like to have that lay now. Um, I think what Candice has made the mistake of doing is taking to socials before knowing the full facts, or if she, and I don't, I really don't, because the reason why I don't believe that she knew the full facts and did this maliciously to get sympathy was because I think it's stupid. So maybe I'm being stupid because I just think it's a really stupid move to make. It's too easily found out. It's too easily uncovered. It's too easily revealed in this day and age. It's just too easy. So that I don't see where the pulling the wool over people's eyes to get um, sympathy 
made sense or would work in this moment, but it's just too easy to find the truth. It would never stick for more than half an hour. So I don't think that that was her mission. I just think she was guilty of speaking too soon about an issue without having all the facts. Um, what was the question, other thing you said about Candice before I go on to Rochelle? What, what can she do to rectify the situation? I don't think there's much. She, she's spoken out and that's what she's done. It took her a while. She got, she said that. I think, actually, I think it's now about the public, um, the, the production companies and the commissioners to really lay out what happened, to make it clear. And then she needs to just be quiet and kind of carry on with her life with it, as it seems like she's doing. I've, yeah, and that's it. I think for Rochelle, it was so easy. I think in two stages. Yes, in, the first and foremost, colorism. People are tired and people have been victims of colorism um, and people are tired. And this thing is very easily believed that a dark skinned woman um, would be replaced by a light skinned woman for a show being presented on a mainstream platform in the UK. It's so not difficult to believe that it happens all the time um, in ways that maybe not be overt, but we kind of like can see the lay of the land of the people who are in the forefront on our TVs. So that's why it was so easy believed. And I think at this point, because Candy spoke and that's what we thought, I think then in that assumption, everyone's like, well, why wouldn't you speak up? Especially in this kind of day and age of sisterhood coming together and knowing that this, there's this problem with colorism and having the dark skin woman's voice raised on screen in this way, then there's a thing like, well, why didn't you speak up? Why didn't you use your power? And it, at that time, it seemed like Rochelle was, because I think, um, did she make a state, a comment? At first, her comment was kind of blase. Well, I'm just, I'm not here to get into all that kind of stuff. It's more about, I'm here to investigate the NHS and I'm not going to be like accusing the NHS. I'm just going to be, speaking about this from an investigative perspective. So that seemed dismissive of the stories that have been real about lots of black women, I think shadeless at this point, but black women who have suffered this situation, that um, um, infant death mortality, is that, that's what, um, not infant death mortality, the, what's the proper name for what Candice is known for campaigning about? Sorry, Auntie Nana. To... Um, I know what you're talking about. No, it's, um, I want to say Labour, but it's not, it's, but the whole thing it's a birthing of, thing, but I'll find yeah. it. The whole thing yeah, about maternity. Yeah, the whole thing about black women dying in higher numbers during childbirth and during the maternal like during labor procedure. This is the big issue. This is the bigger issue. So when Rochelle kind of said that, it seemed a bit dismissive. So in that, it was very easy to come for her. Now there is also going to be some bitterness from people who are bitter, who are like, yeah, this light-skinned girl's getting it again. So it's easy to come for a light-skinned woman in that perspective as well. But I think at the when people first got the fact, got the news that they thought, I don't think it was necessarily easy to come for Rochelle. I think it was just like, well, this is what people think they know. So they're going to react. And I don't think it doesn't excuse it because I think everyone needs to take a pause and really understand what's going on. But if you're emotionally invested in someone, human beings, we all do it. Whether you take shade and out of it, we all react to what we think we know when we hear the news of somebody so that we are, admire and support. And Candice has got a lot of supporters. So has Rochelle. And, I did, and so in that, I think I'm going on a bit too long, but um, I think I've answered your question. I think that's why it was so easy to come for it in the initial stages. But I did see also, and it, it does tend to depend on your channels, because my channels saw a lot of people saying um, two things. Michelle, speak up. But also, this is not about Rochelle and Candice. It's actually about the broadcasters and the commissioners. So I saw kind of a fair balance. I didn't see real hatred towards Rochelle. I saw some people being like, listen, Rochelle, use your privilege and speak up. But I also saw a lot of other stuff like, this is not about these two. It's actually about the commissioners and broadcasters that continue to do this thing. Because no matter what, we still don't. We still cannot 100% say that Candice wasn't chosen as a co-host or was ever going to be the host because of how she looks. We just can't say. We don't know that yet. So, yeah, that's my long point. Um, Auntie Farah. 
Um, okay. So echoing what you said about broadcasters and commissioners and production companies and all of that sort of thing, often commissioners will put out an idea and they'll expect people to come and pitch for that idea and it will go out to various people and they will pitch for it and whoever is successful is successful. The people who are pitching do not necessarily know that other people are pitching for the same ideas. Sometimes you can get a whiff of it depending on where they're trying to make their pilot or the people that they're trying to speak to. You can get a sense of, oh, well, these, it looks like these people are pitching for the same sort of thing. That's from an inside broadcaster's point of view. Um, so that was the first that that's the first thing about why didn't she understand that there would have been why didn't um Candice understand that there would have been another another person looking at a similar documentary to her um the other thing is is like you said sometimes we just got to sit back and wait for for the facts to come out before everyone jumps on board of what looks like it's happening just wait and sit and wait for the facts to come out before we formulate a, 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 um, an opinion on certain things. That's what I've got to say about that. In terms of why wasn't Rochelle jumped on in the same way um, that Candice, sorry, no, why wasn't Rochelle jumped on or why wasn't Candice jumped on in, in the same way that Rochelle was when it originally came out, came out? I think it's because, like Auntie AK said, it's a case of same old, same old. We are very used to seeing darker skinned women overlooked in television on in all our media platforms. So it's, you know, if you see something like that and you, the rhetoric is that's what tends to happen, that's why you're going to feel it's happening again. We've got to say something about it. My thing is, I was very much of the thing or the, the, the point of view of we are all forgetting what this is about. There were people crying for the documentary to be boycotted. It's not even been made yet. People were crying for the documentary to be boycotted because Rochelle Humes was talking about it. But I really feel like that wouldn't have made any sense because the problem that you've got is that if, and I'm not saying that we should be held to ransom, just going to say that before I finish, but the problem that we've got is that a lot of commissioners will put something out there and if it is not received in the way that they think it should be received, they just won't do it again they will call it a non-starter and they just won't do it again. So the fact that we would have boycotted it, I just wasn't here for that. I wasn't, I didn't think that was an, a right thing to do. In terms of Candy's not being offered the full role because of because of her skin and, her, and how she represents herself, that is could definitely be an element, but it could also be an element of the people that pitched from Rochelle's point of view wanted Rochelle to be the focus in terms of leading the story. So there is that. It could have, it might, it might have been about colorism for for the broadcaster but in terms of the people that were pitching it, it they probably what helped drive their pitch forward was the fact that they had Rochelle who's on um this morning and a bunch of other shows you know she's got a, a massive following slightly bigger following slightly more palatable unfortunately because that's a problem that we all face um you know that there was just there were just a lot of things about this and I feel like the main thing for me was we need to get this story out we need to recognise that there is a there is a problem within colorism and within our own community as well because it's how everyone reacted to each other. It wasn't just about people reacting to. In fact, I think that, I don't think people reacted to the broadcasters enough. The blame mm. wasn't put on the broadcasters and the commissioners enough. It was more to do of Rochelle should speak up. Well, the commissioners should speak up. The broadcasters should speak up. The production company should speak up. Those are the people that have the facts. They should have spoken up to you know to say one way or another what happened. That's what I've got to say. Auntie Shade. Okay. Um, so a couple of points. I'll try and keep it brief as well. Um, 
and, and I don't know if I'm necessarily going to answer your question in the exact way, Auntie Nana, um, but I feel for me that Candice, um, I don't think... I don't think there's anything more that she can do. I think there's obviously there's still a hell of a lot of assumptions. We're assuming that she thought that she that we're assuming that 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 she didn't know that she there was more information. She could have thought that she had the full information, hence why she's going to social media. Do you know what I mean? So from her point of view, you just don't know. And probably we'll probably never know. Do you know what I mean? Like what what was what was the case? I think that the reason why people are coming for Candice or or hailing Candice and coming for Rochelle is because they were the faces that were put out there. Like people were actively asking in the clubhouse room that I was in, they were asking like who's the production company? No one would say. Um, even the people that knew, no one would say, who's the commissioner? No, do you know what I mean? That information wasn't put out there. It wasn't like Candice put it out there and it wasn't like Rochelle put it out there either. So it's like, how can you go for a target if you don't know who the target is? So there's that as well. So I think that by default, and I think that that is, that is at their detriment, it's almost putting them to the lions, really and truly, by not coming forward and saying, this is us and this is what, um, this is what we, um, our position is. However, so I'm a bit, I'm, I'm still not clear 100% because in the Metro article, Channel 4 did say something. So are mm. they produ- the production company? Like, what is their role in this? Because apparently it's going to be out on the BBC. So, you know, do you know what I mean? Like, no one's really clarified their exact role. Um, but they did say, you know, that Candice, um, I don't have the exact uh, quote, but Candice was never considered for the role for this from their point of view. Um, I just think is, you know, maybe maybe this is an issue of miscommunication, um, but it's very sensitive. And I do think that the commissioners and the broadcasters have a lot and the sorry and the, and the production companies have a lot to answer for um, and perpetuating these this, you know, this negative nonsense at the end of the day. And the thing is, you see it in, you know, and, I, you know, I'll be blunt, like people came for Rochelle. Because, and I'm not saying I believe this, but people came for her because I was reading comments because she is a mixed race woman telling the story of black women. That was the main, that was the main, uh, it was, it wasn't just the erasure, the apparent erasure, erasure of Candice. That's what, that was the underlining issue there, that these stories, that black women's stories are being told by voices that don't represent them and at the end of the day like the facts are that the issue was about black women and i think someone put in the comments um maternal mortality Um, (laughs) their rates are higher than mixed race women so get do you know what i mean if you're gonna go down that path and it doesn't have to be that do you know what i mean like if you're talking about gangs in russia it doesn't have to be a russian person do you know what i mean but if you're going down that path and you're trying to make a statement with the type of documentary that you're making that there there is going to be some representation here go the full hog do you know what I mean? And it doesn't have to be Candice. It could be enough black women. Like that, that, that was the thing. And also as well, unfortunately for Rochelle, her voice in the black community has not been heard in these, in these, these many years that she's been in show voice, show business. At the end of the day, it doesn't seem like she has put her neck on the line, campaigned for everything. I don't know if she has. It doesn't seem like it though, until maybe these last couple of 
months um, in the last year was the Black Lives Matter movement. Maybe she said a couple of things and put her neck out. Maybe this is her first step, which is great. But at the same time, you kind of need a little bit more education around this to understand that people are not happy with these kind of things. They're trying to shut this stuff down. Do you know what I mean? They're trying to move our... um, our industry, our media industry away from continuously perpetuating this colorism nonsense. That's what we're trying to do at the end of the day. So if you're not, if you're not aware of that, then you need to, you need to be, (laughs) but this is your awakening then. Do you know what I mean? This is your awakening that you know, actually, uh uh-uh, I can't go for a role like this again, or not even you can't go for it, but if you do, there's potentially going to be a backlash. Do you know what I mean? And maybe in your statement, maybe be a bit more honest and transparent and just say, I'm new to this guy, <laughs> do you know what I mean, kind of thing. And whatever, like, I just thought this whole thing about, I think uh, there was at least two quotes in there where she's talking about a wider audience, a wider audience. Like, bruv, like, seriously, if we can't get to a stage where having a black presenter doesn't mean that you don't, access a wider audience i don't know like how is idris elba able to um, (laughs) if we can't get to a wider audience it's nonsense it's actual perpetuating nonsense and honestly and i know i sound a bit passionate but we're sick of it you know we're sick of it so why i don't agree that she should be bullied in any way i don't think so i don't think that's the right thing to do at all kind of thing because she may not have known she may need a bit of an education but darling listen like read the room just read the room everybody around you read the room as well kind of thing because this isn't go this this type of thing isn't going away it isn't like we need to and why I think that it's commendable because there were some people you know tv execs and stuff black ones that were talking about what they do behind the scenes and everything it is commendable but in order to have changed it's not just in will be outside as well do you know what i mean so we might t- choose different paths but it's the same goal Auntie Nana. yeah yeah that was you answered my questions because really that's what i was seeing with rochelle i was seeing like a real lack of trust that she would do a good job and i don't think if the host was let's say um alicia dixon I don't think the backlash would have been in the same way. It's just Rochelle really fits into, she's basically like Holly Willoughby. It's like such a middle-class, middle-of-the-road, very agreeable person. And really this, what we would want for a documentary like this is somebody who can be quite confrontational Mm. and is prepared to really push the conversation forward that what I really, from when she announced it, and I saw when she announced it before Candice and everything else, and I just rolled my eyes because it was like, well, this is going to be really pleasant and um, pleasant for people to watch because they haven't experienced the pain. And also watching black women talk about their trauma can be entertaining for people because it's not them. So it's very easy to watch and just be like, oh my God, these poor women and carry on with your your tea and it just felt like well what was the purpose of this documentary because there's still so many black women that don't even know that they're at risk when they are are pregnant and they go into hospital and the treatment that they're going to have so is the awareness for the wider community who don't need to worry about this 
or should the awareness not be for black women and then also pulling NHS staff to task, which is a huge job. It's like it's that's like the medical industry. That's education. There's so many different parts to it that it's like, well, one documentary isn't enough. And I don't think I don't trust Rochelle to do the job, really. So it was like I could see why people went for her. But I felt for Rochelle having to read all of that. And I feel for her because that must have been a shock because she's probably in her own bubble and didn't know. But there's still a part of learning that she could have that I probably need to. If this if I see this as my community, then they need to see me as part of their community. So I need to reach out to more black women. I need to be an advocate and I need to use my platform now more. And I felt like her her kind of statement was really lily-livered and didn't dispel those fears and mistrust that I have in her. But then at the same time for Candice, I really felt that she should apologise because that's still, whatever your misunderstandings are, your, your actions set a whole load of people into another woman of colour's DMs and that's just like it's a horrible thing to witness and actually, it's like, yeah, when you've done something wrong, I feel that you, the same way you use your platform to, you know, bring this to our attention, you should still use it to then say, I did something wrong and I apologise as well. I think an, an apology is kind of needed. Um, I, I think I hear that. Before we have loads of comments and they're long essays. So, Auntie Charlie, we might need to help you, but let us know. <laughs> um, uh, let's go to the comments and then come back. Okay, cool. I will try my best, guys. <laughs> so Antoinette says, the initial response was due to not being in receipt of the full details. So the outrage was initially against the colorism focus. However, now we know that there was a different documentary planned. It's uncomfortable to see how the colorism trigger set people set people after Rochelle. I don't think Candice did it on purpose. I think she was um, she was in her feels and that was her initial reaction. You're right, Auntie AK, she spoke before having all the facts. Um, Yvonne says, I don't believe that Candice was being shady at all. At the end of the day, she was actively involved in the development of the idea, which she advocates um, so passionately. I don't um, I also don't think that she could have spoken on behalf of the other production team, should have spoken on behalf of the other production team. OK, cool. Uh, Victoria says the reason why it's easy to attack Rochelle is because the dark skin brigade find it easy to attack light skinned women, which is sad as the real enemy is neither. Even if Candice was replaced by Rochelle, no one should be attacking Rochelle. Candy's recording a video was designed to get a reaction from black skinned women. Um, I'm guessing you're saying dark skinned women um, to amplify her cause. She knows it is a trend. Drops my PS. I'm dark skinned. Okay. okay. Um, Miss <laughs> Jean <laughs> says, I think the anger towards Rochelle surrounds her ability to represent black women. Zell says, the thing is, how many times has this actually happened? She got it wrong today, but how many times would she have been correct? Mm, you might need to clarify what, what, um, what that you're referring to, sorry. Um, I think means what we were saying about the fact that this happened so regularly, it was very easy to believe oh. that this was the case. 
My bad. Sorry. Miss <laughs> um, Latang says, when there are so many black women um, who can, Rochelle and her husband said they, they, they don't have to speak to their kids about racism. How can she speak for us? Um, Zara, yes, said the, the term we was looking for, maternal mortality. Um, or uh, Celestina says birth trauma. Um, Candice says, I think both women should make it clear that there is no hate towards each other. Um, this is about how the production teams and media use colorism. Um, and Miss Latang says, uh, yes to commissioners and broadcasters being held accountable. Um, so does Celestina. Um, and Mr. Tang says, why wasn't Kalechi approached? That's who we really want to hear from. I mean, Mr. Tang. Yeah. I would really would like to see that. Um, Candy says, I think Rochelle was using her privilege the right way for good. She probably didn't know Candice was in the uh, running. Rowena says, the other dynamic is, um, sorry, the other dynamic is, does Rochelle really need this gig? Um, Sharon says broadcasters production companies should be held to account those companies that fund program programs and films films have a say who should be the presenter to play the leading role or to play the leading role Antoinette says if Candice feels that this is a documentary that needs to be made she should do it herself if no production company wants to take on the project and she's um, passionate about it she should do it herself look at Shiro's story uh, for example self-funding a project um, I know it's a bit easy um, but sometimes the struggle is what it takes uh, Roche uh, Sharon says Rochelle may have a better team fighting her cor corner. I heard that actually. Um, Rowena says the fault lies with the commissioners. Um, Akoya says Candice revealed a lot in her video about her own inner racism. I really don't think that she meant to seriously deceive anyone, but her own inner racism is so prominent and strong that she can only ever see that they're can be only one reason why she would be rejected. Woo! <laughs> that of the darkness of her skin. So even though there is another production company being looked at, uh, looked, looked at, being looked at, she just went to her default position. People found it easy to blame Rochelle because they too have internalized this division. Um, sorry. Uh, Okay, and Rowena says, and a name, which is just laziness on the commissioners and broadcasters and the P&D companies. Is that production companies? Um, Antoinette says, Candice should contact Serena and ask if she was um, interested in doing a UK-US version of the topic, as they both have stories um, and similar tales to tell. Uh, Serena has made contacts... Serena has contacts, sorry. Maybe Candice could reach out that way to get this done. Mm -hmm. uh, Rowena says, yes, I agree with you, but unfortunately we are dealing with an industry who have viewing targets and money to be made. Sad. Um, Sharon, Miss Latang, and Natalie all say, yes, Auntie Shana, Shana. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Um, <laughs> Ray says, maybe share the stage with a black woman as a co-host. It was a great idea, but we know why that idea was shut down. Um, 
Marina says, that's it, Nana. Um, she's perceived largely as a, as the mixed race Holly Willoughby. No one expects to see Holly doing any hard hitting doc. Um, and Candy says, basically referring to Rochelle, she's not openly black on TV. And Nicholas says, I, I think that what Auntie um, Sade is so on point, it reminds me of the same story of Misha B. There was a feeling of lack of solidarity between the darker skinned women and mixed race women. I think um, that uh, I think that feels like the heart of it. If um, it was a woman like Alicia Dixon or someone else who seemed to have been in a fight. Uh, Nicola says it may have had, oh, sorry, if it was someone else, oh, uh, yeah, uh, who had been maybe had a bit more fight, it may have been a different response. Uh, Rowena says Candy should apologize. Uh, Sharon says, I agree, Auntie Nana, she should apologize, and if she doesn't, it may go against her later. I think that's for Rochelle to apologize, right? No, um, Candy. Oh, Candy apologize. Sorry, my bad. Um, Zell said, Dark Skin Brigade, what the hell? Um, <laughs> <laughs> earlier point. Um, don't want to start nothing. <laughs> um, Akoya says, I would prefer a program that concentrated on the white people in charge of hospitals and how they kill black women. This yeah. is being made by a mainstream TV channel. They always behave a certain way when they're talking about us. Unfortunately, um, so unfortunately, Candice is too damaged an individual to do the job either. They will both have joined a production company that will will out black pain and not address racism. Basically. Um, OK, Celestina says, I think it's taken away from the point of the documentary. It's a black, black women and black babies dying and awareness raising. Uh, Candice says, wow, I've never heard my name so much. <laughs> so I was laughing at earlier. I read that. I was like, that's funny. <laughs> and Nicholas says, congratulations. Yes, Thank well you so done. much. Well I just want to add, I just want to add one thing before we move on to the next topic. Is right. that, um, another reason to not boycott shows like things like this when they happen is because they do get picked up by multiple production companies. It's like a war between them. So if they see, if you, how many times have you seen like ITV will do a music show and then BBC will do a similar music show and it's at the same time. It's like, it's a battle of the broadcasters. So had that, had, if Rochelle's document, documentary goes ahead, it doesn't then mean that Channel 4 or Channel 5 or Sky 1 or whoever won't pick it up again. So boycotting it isn't necessarily the answer because boycotting can sometimes lead to them just cancelling out altogether rather than coming to, I'm going to show it from this point of view. I'm going to show it from this angle. And that's um, that. I do want to come back and say, in regards to the boycotting thing, I would have said I stood by the boycott if it was as it was that, Candice had been replaced by a light-skinned woman because the light-skinned woman was deemed more palatable to an audience. I think that is where we shouldn't be held to ransom and we should be like, this enough is enough because there was enough noise around it. And that's only if that was the actual case. Because I think Candice has done a lot of work on this and she has a big following on the back of the work that she's done. So they do this to us and make us fight amongst ourselves by say by us being like oh no if we don't do this then we're not going to get another chance and that they've done they've used that argument with us for so many things mm. that we are held to ransom by that kind of but line. don't you think and that, sorry to interrupt you as you're saying it but and don't you think that by boycotting it you're doing you're you're there's still internal fighting amongst ourselves if we're no, boycotting it and the, and the and, okay 
Now go on, sorry, sorry. I, I, I was, no, go on. I, I was just going to say that like, to, to the boycotting point, though, because I understand and I think it's valid what Auntie Farah is saying. It's definitely, it's real. But then if we don't make a stand, especially it, the stories that concern the black experience, if we don't make a stand on what we actually want to see, then we keep on getting fed shit because it's like we're, we're just taking the scraps and it's not okay. So we don't know what the documentary is. And I think that's more important that we actually really understand what the focus of the documentary is. And then we have an intelligent and considered response to whether we want to watch it. Because it actually may not be targeting black women. This documentary may be about us, but it's actually for a white audience. And then maybe produce a counter response to the documentary. All I said, I wasn't, I hadn't finished what I was saying. My point was, it wasn't, I'm not saying this, the, all that, but both of you were saying it's facts. All I said that if it was in the fact that, when the fact, and I'm talking about when the facts came out, if it was the fact that they actually, and we got those facts, replaced Candice with a light-skinned woman because of this whole narrative, then I wouldn't be mad if people were like, I'm not going to support this because we can't keep doing this. Because there is also the truth that they use this against us as well by making us feel that if we don't support something and get behind it, then it's never going to happen again. And then we feel like we can't move forward. That's the part where I'm saying that if we have the facts, I don't mean everything you guys said is absolutely true. That's what I, But I do think we shouldn't be then told that you can't protest because then you might as well, let's let it go ahead. And it's, then we're not, it's, then why protest anything? Let's let everything go ahead and then just ignore it. Then it's the extreme. It's back to us having our own platforms and letting anything happen that we don't like happen. Let it go ahead. Let this show go on with the fact that this company thought that yeah, actually a dark skinned woman who's done all the research and all the stuff is bet is not the person to do it. Actually, a light skinned, more palatable person. But that's also patronizing to white audiences. And I think that's what I put out when I was talking about it. It's like, white people need to also be really pissed off with the fact that they're treated like kids as well. That mm. the broadcasters, commissioners and people, or the powers that be, these invisible powers that be, say that you can't be trusted to understand the mm. story from a black presenter. And sometimes it's not even about shape. It's just literally a black person in the front of something. You can't do this. You can't accept it. You can't, pal- you can't um, understand it. So that's why I'm saying that actually... It's bigger than that. So if there's a point where this is what's being made, and it doesn't mean to say that Rochelle doesn't get to do it. It doesn't mean to say that Candice doesn't get to do it or whatever. I'm just saying when things like that come out, there is, I think people have every right to um, protest it or boycott it if the facts are there. Not now, not without the facts. And it doesn't mean to say it can't start anything else. And I know we have to move on. Can I I just just say that I I kind of agree with you because I, I just a point on boycotting I think it's down to the individual I honestly do I don't think you can tell anyone how they should feel or how they should act about this because some people do you know what I mean like they will feel that just because of the the perceived colorism issue they don't want to watch it do you know what I mean mm. or because of the the structural institutionalized racism that we you know that they're even putting it out that they're not going to watch it anyway like for me personally it would probably be unlikely that I'll watch it anyway just because it's coming from the BBC. Do you know what I mean? Like, I personally probably wouldn't watch it anyway, not because I don't care about the subject matter, it's just that I can get information about the subject matter elsewhere. I don't need the BBC to dumb it down or, not necessarily dumb it down, but, like, put it in that kind of way, British way, for me to understand what's going on in my community. Now, it's Channel 4, isn't it? It's been shown on Channel 4. But it's also attached to the BBC. I just don't know how... 
I think it's possibly that the two commissions, where yeah. they're going to go, one's going to BBC and one's going to Channel 4. I think that's, that's possible. Yeah, that's why I said that. That's what yeah. normally happens. Okay, sorry, yeah. my, my bad. Possibly, okay. I think that's why I'm saying that it could be made by both. Like one production yeah. company could do it at the BBC. But you know, like, even Fire Festival, right? There were two documentaries. They yeah, both they were. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, and they, they were good. I watched both. Yeah, I watched both because I wanted to get more information. Yeah, me too. Right in front of, like, you know, that the um, you know, I just don't know. I just don't think like, <laughs> sometimes. Last thing I'm going to say before we definitely have to move on because we're we're long in the tooth with not with like with our timings at the moment. But I do like to watch variant opinions as well. So if you watch one documentary, you watch another, you kind of yeah. earn more. But you could be like, that's bullshit. They're chatting shit as well. So yeah. Next topic. I just, I just wanted to add that that's the thing that I feel that um, Candice really missed out on was even if it had been made, we would have still supported her. But I just feel she needs to do some redeeming and, and um, really value the trust that we had placed in her word. And finally, Light Skin Mafia, Dark Skin Brigade. We've got two groups out there. Thank you. Really? Um, yeah, light skin mafia and dark skin. I feel like that's something we should talk about because that kind of, um, yeah, that I, I I didn't like that comment. There was there was something in it like that kind of dark skin brigade, um, yeah. and regardless if it comes from a dark skin woman or a light skin woman, it's just that term. I, I found that problematic. And then people will probably find well, will find light skin mafia a problem too. But that's a real thing too. Okay, let's move on because <laughs> we're going to take ages on the next one too. Auntie Shade. Oh, right. Okay, so guys, a little bit more, maybe a bit fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love a ratchet story. <laughs> I can always rely on you to lift the mood. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Okay, so I, my story comes, uh, is about a, um, I was going to say a young lady, but she's not. <laughs> Sorry, I'm really but I mean that she could be an auntie. She's in our age group. She could be one of us. Yeah. <laughs> Her name is Tessica Brown, AKA the Gorilla Glue Girl. <laughs> if you haven't heard about this story, basically she got into a bit of a spot of bother when she took to social media, um, basically because what she wanted to do was to remove uh, Gorilla Glue from her head, <laughs> from her hair. You may think like, how the hell did this happen? How did she get there? So basically about a month ago, she ran out of, uh, she's doing a hairstyle and she ran out of got to be, got to be spray. So I use got to be sometimes the spray. It is kind of like a glue. It slicks down all the it is, is It is gluey. Yeah, they call it glue. That's what they yeah. call it in a big yellow container. And um, basically, it does mimic the, you know, the properties of glue. And um, so she was doing this hair. She ran out. So instead of going to the store and getting some more, she thought, you know what? You know what I should do? I've got a bit of Gorilla Glue around here. <laughs> Mind you, Gorilla Glue um, stick, if you don't know, it sticks wood together. That's what it does. Or it can, you know, if you're repairing, you know, something that's made of concrete, um, <laughs> do you know what I mean? You want to stick something to it. You can use Gorilla Glue. It's not going to come off. It bonds for ages. She thought, hold my beer. I've got an idea. <laughs> Let me use this on my hair. Let me use it on my hair. <laughs> Seriously. To slick down her hairstyle. 
now Tessica has been rocking the same hairstyle for a month because the shit won't come out of her hair, basically. It's too, like, I just don't know what she was thinking. The lady basically hasn't been able to wash it out. She went on TikTok. She was trying to use shampoo. It's still not coming out. Um, She's been to, she's tried different homemade remedies. She's been to the hospital. The hospital did actually try and help her, but basically they said it would take 20 hours for her to do it. And every time they like touching her hair, it's burning. She can't shave it off because the, the thing, the, what do you call it? The shears can't get underneath the hair. Like, this is a disaster. And she also wants to save her hair. I'm just like, baby girl, let it go. Um, so my question is, everyone's seen it. I've seen all the comments, basically. Should we, yeah, because there's kind of two kind of things. I've seen the memes. Like, I love entertainment in it. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, I don't want people to be hurt, but the memes are hilarious. We've seen the memes. Should we feel sorry for her? Or is she just a donut? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Which, okay, where do you stand? Nice and light-hearted. I'll, well, I'll do, I think we've got a clip, right? Yeah, we've got. Do you want to play? Like, play the clip? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's done her first interview on a radio station. So um, I was playing. Hopefully, hopefully you can hear it. Hold on one second. Let's go. And just about a second week after me trying to wash it out, I got with my sisters, I got with my mom. Everybody was trying to give me, you know, different things about what to do to wash it out. But after, you know, that month passed, this is what they we take to social media. And then the outpouring from people at first was, I mean, you know, you got goofed on a lot. You got called Gorilla Glue Girl. Um, but then it yeah. sort of turned into concern. How did you feel at the beginning when people were like, oh, you idiot? How did, like, you're dealing with this and your hair doesn't move and you have Gorilla Glue in it. And then you have to deal with all this sort of online, you know, you idiot stuff. How did, how did that make you feel? I mean, I really, really felt some type of way. Because again, I only went to social media because I didn't have, I didn't know what else to do. Yeah. And I just think that somebody out there can tell me what I can use to take care of. And did you add in? Okay. I mean, so, you know, she has been in hospital and um, she was given, just to summarize, she was given a solution that she asked to go home to do the solution. But the thing is, it burns. So, And it's supposed, to, it's supposed to apparently take 20 hours to get out. But it, every time she uses it, it burns. So she's in a real bit of a predicament, even more so. Um, Auntie Farah. Okay. So I feel proper sorry for this chick. Don't get me wrong. She is a plum. She's a grade A fucking plum. <laughs> and I'm using that word because that's what her head's going to look like when she takes it. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to look like a plum seed. But, um... <laughs> but, I feel, but I feel sorry for her because what's your beef? Like, has anyone asked if she can actually read? Because, you know, like, you know, she's not, I'm not being, I'm not saying that she's dead. I'm not saying that she's dead. What I'm saying is, you know, like sometimes, actually, one of the memes is like, you can eat this, you can't eat that. And it's got pictures of things that look extremely similar and have a similar sort of name. But one is for the external and one is for the internal. One is for your hair, one is for your face, one is for the the walls, one is for, do you know what I mean? So I just wonder if she actually read it. Maybe she needs glasses. Like, how the hell? Like, did did she think it was Gorilla Snot? Because I just don't get it. Maybe she would have got it if it was called No More Nails. Like what we've got, she might have understood it then. But it's just like, 
bruv, I feel so sorry for her. And her trying to save her hair, baby girl, your hair is gone. I was saying to in the group, I would have put some imac on that bad boy and see what it would have done. <laughs> Maybe imac can get through everything. Can it? <laughs> Maybe that's what she... Look at me, auntie, imac, veet for the young ones. I would have put that on my head and seen what I want. Do you know what I mean? Because it's just like, I feel proper sorry for her. Every clip, it's just like, nah. It's when she was washing it. And she was like, look, look, she's getting the shampoo out. It don't move. It don't move. And she shined it. It looked like she shined it, like she waxed on, waxed off it. It was just like, no, nah, it was a lot. It was a lot for me. I feel sorry for her. She just needs to go back to the hospital, let them apply it, because at least they can give her some drugs while she's in there getting the shit taken off. Trying to do that at home is a lot. It's just like there are some real dumb people out there. And, you know, this is a mistake she'll never make again. Auntie Nana. I was um, reading somebody, it was a nurse um, on, I think it was actually on her post. And she was like, really, exactly what you're saying, Auntie Farah, that she should have stayed in hospital. And usually they they would have like sedated the person. But obviously you can't have the cameras there. Like you can't film this taking place. And so her kind of, the, the crux of what she was saying was, this has happened to her but she is milking it for all it's worth. And um, I, I don't hate her for that because like she's in a, in a precarious situation at this point. I think she is a donor, like most definitely, but in all, you know, in every cloud, she could totally turn this round into her million pound moment because the sponsorship deal that she could secure for a hair company to go through the journey of her hair regrowth and for us to see what her hair looks like in a year's time. She went from, when I started following her, she had like 80 something thousand. So it already like broke. She was already viral. Now she's on 600,000 followers. It's like you could easily be charging 50 grand a post. Like this could be the makings of Tessica. And if she plays it well, but um, yeah, she's, she's definitely a donut, but if she plays it well, she'll redeem herself and we she'll be la laughing last. I mean, you guys have all said it and I can't even jump on and cuss the way I want to cuss because everyone said it. Um, yeah, she's I what I when this story unfolded, I was just dumbfounded. I was like, how the hell is the way she knocked her scalp? It's her <laughs> when she like, you know, like, I can't believe it. And she like she cried when she was holding back yeah. her cry. That was <laughs> hilarious. And of course, people thought it was fake and thought it was clout chasing. But I think now it's proven that this is and if this was a ruse, wow, Oscars all round, because this is an elaborate ruse to the ruse of all ruses. Um, I, I do you know what? I've looked at the story. I looked at how it could happen. The only thing I, the only thing I haven't pieced together was how Gorilla Goo entered her house and entered her hairdressing basket. Which <laughs> That's the part I don't get. I don't get how whoever bought it, bought it from the hardware store, because even, even if it's in a supermarket where you've got the hair stuff on one side, hardware stuff is always down the aisle. It's never close by. So how did that happen that you went to hardware and bought it? And whoever bought it, brought it into that. That's the part I don't understand. Someone, I did see someone say that actually for jokes and laughs, which I can imagine teenagers doing, like moving things around, because the Gorilla Glue can, if you're not really concentrating, can sit alongside a 
the, the yeah, gorilla. She knew. She knew. No, she knew it was glue. She she's already said that she knew. Yeah. So well, this is why I'm trying to find reason for her. I'm trying she, to find reason for her. She, she was thinking she could go home and wash it out. Yeah. Yeah. Bit now. yeah. But, but the point the point of the matter is, is this hardware glue? Because I don't. Why then? Then it play. Why are you so desperate for laid edges? Because then that's, that's do we need? Do we need to get political with it? Is there the yes. big picture that you don't want your nippy nappy knots no, to this is what people, So you this wanted to slip them away and you to get rid of all heritage um, visions and however, stuff. However, the hairstyle that she was going for, it's a slick hairstyle. It's a slick hairstyle. It's a slick pony to the side with a fit. Yes. Do you know what I mean? And I, I know that's what she's going through for I, the slickness. Yeah. I know, I know there's deeper things, do you know what I mean? But I don't think in that moment she was just like, oh, I hate my naps. No, she was just like, I'm just putting my hair back. I need it to look shiny, so let me try it. But this is a conversation because it's gone deeper than this now because I'm trying to find favour for this woman and let's have a conversation. Is it political? Is it that your 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 natural curly cues are too tight so you was like, nah, man, it's lifting and it's showing too much of my negroness. I need to flick. We don't know. But however, 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 this is, is what it is. I do feel super, super, super sorry. For, I do. Because last night when I was looking through it, I was like laughing at the memes. But also, I, do you know what I keep cringing at is the thought. And because when those of us who've had relaxer burns, those of us who've had any type of bleach burn on your scalp, that feeling is terrible. When you get a bad relaxer burn or a bad bleach burn, that feeling is bad. So what she's going through. I can't even imagine. So I really feel for her. And I'm also feeling a bit sick because is she going to have a raw red scalp and all yeah. that? Is it going to be weeping? Oh my God. Makes me feel sick. The other thing that's mad is that she's now considering suing. She's apparently she's lawyering up to sue Gorilla Glue because Gorilla Glue doesn't say don't use on hair. Now, they had the problem with Tide Pods, those washing machine pods that people were eating, the kids, the teenagers started eating. So they had to say, do not eat. So I don't know. On this earth, why people are so stupid that you need to have actual literal warnings. Do not use this on something that you know shouldn't be used on. But now Gorilla Glue, it has got that loophole because it doesn't say do not use on hair. So if she sues, she might win. But we do need a lawyer to come and... They might, they might settle. The thing they is, someone settle. on social to say that um, what they should have done is just reached out to her and paid for the hospital cost. One yeah. of the reasons yeah. why people are saying that she didn't stay at the hospital is not just because is because she's not insured so she yeah. can afford it kind of thing so there's that as well so if that's the case but I think there's a doctor that's come out and said that he's going to pay he's going to do it free of charge or she I don't know if it's he or she he's going to do it free of charge kind of thing so that doctor's now going to she's one of the um, and moment and going to go down in history and, and, also, right. go on, and, go on, sorry. and also she's got a GoFundMe page which is already busted yeah pace so it's like she's gone 10k clear so she's got that type of money and it was that's that more fry. She, she, she way more money and beyonce's um wig stylist is said she he he or she i don't know who it was he or she said they'll make wigs for her so she's actually as auntie said she's branded out she can come and remix this be smart girl be smart but you were because you weren't smart <laughs> now yeah i don't i don't um I don't, don't know. trust her with her smartness. You think I, don't, gonna... I don't know, man, because you got here. a manager. You've got a manager now. Who's her manager? No disrespect, but her manager could be her best friend. That could yeah. be yeah. She's probably the one that put the fucking glue in her bathroom to begin with. <laughs> <laughs> Who's her manager? We need her to know that. Is she rep by, um, was it the biggest agency in the town or is she rep by Homie from down the road? <laughs> I, I saw some celebrities saying to her that once she put the manager there they they were like just make sure that this person isn't taking more than 10 percent mm. 
from yeah. like she's gonna have some serious offers in her DM. Everybody knows. Yeah. I mean, I should send her some head wraps, really. Yeah, so, um, yeah. yeah. oh my god. With a video link of how to put that bad boy on. <laughs> That's a That's brilliant a nice idea. manager though, because someone needs to go through all those messages. Yeah, like, I just remembered and, my and friend. You know what? Um, sorry, sorry. Can I just say that? You know the gorilla. There is a gorilla. Gorilla snob. snob. Yeah. yeah. That I, I, I also use for hair sticking as well. I don't know if they do a spray, but um, they do do gel kind of thing. They have an opportunity now as well. Do you know what I mean? And just be like, it was supposed to be us guys. That's yeah, what I think. Do you know what I mean? Be yes. perfect. It'll be absolutely perfect. But yeah, opportunity is coming her way. She could do, like you said, she could do wigs, she could do hairlines, she could do hair transplants, she could do all types. She could do all types of different things. She could start her own hairline once it starts sprouting back. There's a lot of things that she could do. Sprouting. (laughs) (laughs) Reminded me of like the pain, like the the thought of or or like the ah shit, what have I done? Like type of scenario. You know, when you take your hair out of like a weave, you take a plait out. And it's like knotted into your hair, and you're like, I don't want to lose this piece of my hair. And you try everything like to pull it out. Imagine being like that over your whole head. Right. It's red for her. Pardon do, you remember, do you remember the days of um sorry? Like, did you guys ever use like um hair glue? Did you ever do tracks and yeah. put hair glue? Yeah. yeah. Oh my god, if you did if you didn't get yeah. it, bonding track, glue. And it's in your freak bonding glue, that's it. And it's yeah. in your, oh mate. That, that, like, that's the, the story. I couldn't do the story. I was going to say. It's nail glue. So you see, when like nail people had just started using nail glue, when I was in yeah. school, one of my friends was considering using nail glue on the bo- like for the bonding glue because was just like, oh, I could just rip it off. But then also found that if you put nail glue to your ears your inner stayed back and it looked like you had flat ears. Oh, and no. then that started spreading around because other people were like, how did you keep your ears back? Nail glue. And so that became a thing in my school. No. What I was just thinking was, although it seems really ridiculous, but when you're in that, oh, what's the solution? Somehow these silly things become like, oh, it's a real possibility. This would work. This I could see how she would think, my spray says it's glue, and this spray glue, because I use that for fusing leather together, sometimes it's kind of tacky. So mm-hmm. she may have thought it's a tacky glue that would just keep the edges down, but wouldn't fuse. So it's not actually that ridiculous. Although that sounds ridiculous, but I'm telling you, it was a thing in my school. Everybody was pinning their ears back with nail glue. But that's, that's cool. I saw a journey to there. I got it. I just didn't understand how I got into her house without real conversation. But I, I could see... Her logic, but I also was like, are you, the, the, her hair texture even looked like it would slick anyway. So how, unless it, no, 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 you don't know that. You don't yeah. know that. <laughs> you don't fix down anything. You don't know that. You really like, see it under under duress. Make <laughs> stick concrete together. That's how things li- it's laying down anything. <laughs> I feel attacked. That I don't. You don't know that. <laughs> I'm just saying her, her hair from from what I can see of her, her and the texture of that it was, because you can see the sides and stuff. I felt like I'm sure she had it slip, but she wanted to be extra and get it beyond. 
I think maybe it was a little bit of a wave because I heard it look like it was that bad. Anyway, let's get the comments. You look attacked. Oh, no, we need to do a deal with the comments, yeah. What I think we should do, yeah. Could be free comments. Everyone's got their job. Everyone's yes. got their job. I don't mind helping, but you know me, I like reading. But I don't all of the comments. There's over fifty comments, mate. Well, I was going to say, we love I, you guys. But after Sunday, you don't need to read all of them, but we love yeah. you guys. That's but you can't read all of them. Sometimes we skip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sometimes we yeah. No, let's read. Them okay, all. I'm going to do. I'm going to do four. Let's. Yeah. Let's, no, no, no. Read them all. Let's go. You can't read them all, and that, like, that's so. We have We can't can't read them all, and and also. On any live platform, when comments come in, people do not read them all. You pick what's good and you carry on. Actually, lucky. Oh, yeah. Go, go, go. Let's go. Let's go. Just talking. Okay, cool. So, uh, Akoya says, I don't know if I believe this story. No, for real. <laughs> I love Akoya. I love you so much, you know. Your comments could be so much joy. Um, Sid said she went to the hospital. They told her it will take 20 hours. She said she doesn't want to stay. And so she goes home and does Hollywood movie instead. So we will see <laughs> someone trying to make, to take it off. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. Let's see. Let's see. Who's going to, who's going to make my comment list? Uh, Monica says I've side eyed this donut since she got verified. I just don't know, man. I feel sorry for her. I don't feel sorry for her at all. My girl's got managers, lawyers, etc. For what? Mm-hmm. And last one. <laughs> Let's see. Read knees. No, knees. Ignore, knees. Oh, ignore it. Ignore it. Ignore knees. What does he say? <laughs> I can't even find him. I've seen it. Do you want me to read it? Oh, guys. Oh, oh, Auntie Nana skipped a comment from her own husband last week. So don't feel no way, Auntie Shana. <laughs> <laughs> Apology. We apologize on her behalf. No, I probably yeah, yeah, did. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think someone else, someone else did say something about the struggle of black women's hair. It's for real. Oh, yeah. Hold on. You just said that she's verified. She's verified. Yeah, yeah she's, she's verified. verified. She's verified. Yeah. The struggle is. Yeah. I can't get. I can't get. Um. Verified. Yeah, Natalie said black hair hair care struggle is real. Very much so. What the heck? The gal is verified, Jenna. Ronald said, this entire discussion is something that is beyond the comprehension of non-black people. (laughs) This is the thing, the conversation is like, did what with what? what? Well, you know what it is? You know, you see when people, um, you see on TikTok a lot, you get like, you know, maybe like non-black people trying perm. <laughs> or like, or they dye their hair like random colors. Like sometimes I end up just watching. Actually, maybe on Facebook, some there's a guy that narrates them, and yeah. it's just like they dye their hair like random colors, and like, but it's always so damaged. And then they're just looking at it coming out in clumps. It's like, yeah. what did you expect? So I guess it's like the reverse of that or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's that. It's very entertaining. I mean, I really, really, really wish her all the best. I hope. Because it's that is that thing. I think I didn't know. That's that feeling when you know you've done something that's like I didn't have to do this. There was a moment when I was free of this, and now I'm in the mix. I'm in the depths of hell because I did. <laughs> I know I've done something stupid like this. I, I think maybe like standing on a glass table to put up a poster way back in the day, and the glass table broke because I stood in the center of it and I sliced up my foot. I'm like, there was a mo- you know there was a moment when I was free. I was fine. I had a nice foot, but no, I stood in the middle of the glass table to put up. A- <laughs> I'll say a Bobby Brown poster, some sort of poster, just a pop-up poster I stood on the glass table. And I knew. Also, you know when you can see, I know what I'm doing is done. That motion. But I'm still doing it because I just can't stop myself. So <laughs> I get it, mate. Yeah. I get it. Putting okay. it. 
Final story from Auntie Foz. Actually, forgot it was me next. I was laughing so much. Um, and my story is um so hold on a minute so basically england's deputy chief medical officer said that it's too soon to start planning any elaborate sorry any elaborate holidays for this year and if you have done so you better cancel your plans so my question <laughs> to you guys mm. is how do you feel about the possibility of having to put your passport away again for another year auntie shadow oh god i feel i feel like without being too dramatic but I feel like I really hate it here. Like, I just hate it here. Um, like, no, no, like, I'm so, so angry. <laughs> so, so, so angry. Like, I just don't understand. Why are they doing this to us? I mean, no, I know why, but oh, it's freaking annoying. And like, to be honest, like, my mad is the whole 10K fine and 10, 10 years in jail if you um, thingy the, uh, what do you call it, travel res restrictions or something. If you break the travel restrictions, 10 years in jail. Imagine. I just think it's, yeah, I'm so annoyed. Sorry. Auntie Nano. Um, I'm not too fast. I feel like there'll be, um, there'll be like an opening. Again, like last year, like I really do think from probably June to October, it'll probably be a little bit more flexible and we'll be out and, and there'll be certain countries that you can go to like Greece, Turkey, where we'll be able to travel to. I'm okay. I guess I'm mildly optimistic, but also not too down if we really are in a year long proper lockdown, like, and we can't travel anywhere. I'm not too down about it yet. Um, but that's because I've been enjoying the snow. So yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm like happy go Larry, happy go lucky Larry, yeah. Are you making like snowmen and stuff? We tried. It was more like a snow mouth. What? A mouth? Snow mouth. It was just uh, like that part. That sounds like a snowball. But... <laughs> yeah, kinda. <laughs> um, I'm not. Um, not that I'm, no. I, I don't. I don't. Uh, yeah, I want to go on holiday this year. And I have plans to go on holiday this year. And if I can't go on holiday this year, I'll be sad because I really would like a holiday. And I'm not even that person that's like, I've got to get on a plane. I enjoy getting on a plane. Um, but the lead up to it, I'm the anxious one, always thinking about work, like scared that my laptop's never going to open. And I'm yeah, going, you're annoying until we get there. I didn't ask for the commentary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss anxious and anxiety. I can't forward plan. I don't want to know. I just want to be on the plane. And then on the other side, I'm a bit better. So... But this time around, I'm like, I actually really could do with going away. And I really am looking forward to the two holidays we do have on the schedule planner and the one that I hope gets added to the schedule planner near the end of the year. So um, I'll be annoyed if we absolutely can't. I've got a lot of enough work to do that I, I, could, I could let it breeze through. Um, I'm not sure about this passport. I don't know. It's all nonsense. And um, it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. I don't know. I don't I, I like that. Yeah. So the idea of not being able to travel makes me really, really sad. I'm a bit like Auntie Charlotte. I'm at the point now where I just hate this place. Every single year, for me, part of my escapism and my being looking forward to something and being able to breathe and get away from work and day-to-day -day bullshit is knowing that I'm going to leave this space and just be somewhere where I don't have to think about the day-to-day -day nonsense. So the idea of not being able to travel is just like filling me with so much dread. I've got three holidays booked this year. 
and like boy if I can't go one of them one of them is like I think postponed from from last year so it's just like it's already very stressful to me I just I think a lot of people's mental health are going to take a knock from not being able to go anywhere I I almost feel and I know this is like very dramatic of me but I feel like I'm a prisoner and I'm up for parole and it keeps being denied that's Mm -hmm. how I feel like they keep saying to me go up for it we're going to do it. And then they're like, no, nah, sorry, you, you didn't get through. And then I'm like, okay, cool. I'm going to come back again in six months time. That's how I feel. Yeah. It's just, I'm not happy about it at all. And this is why they're leveraging the whole, that's why they're, leveraging, sorry. That's why they're leveraging the whole vaccine thing. Like if you take a vaccine, then you can go, you can travel free. To, Cause I think the first country, which ironically is Greece where we should be going, um, is going to be the first to, at first I read the headline wrong or it got was a bit remixed to make it seem like you couldn't actually even travel unless you to certain countries unless you've taken a vaccine. But oh. actually, the thing is, they're going to make it more an easy ride. So if you had the vaccine, you can prove it. You can go in, you can come out. But if you've had if you don't take the vaccine, then you're going to do that two week holiday thing and um, quarantine thing. And the worst thing is that that hotel that you have to pay for and pay for your food out of your own pocket and all that type of stuff. So they're making the idea of travel even difficult so if you come from a restricted country they're really forcing you down the line of taking a vaccine that you know that you're not that doesn't make you immune just gives you i don't know what the fuck it gives you so um, as well they're telling you if you take the vaccine you still have to take a test before you travel so it's not like they know that it's going to work 100 just like still got to do this still got to do that it's stupid the whole thing is stupid it's just the lack of freedom for me Uh, yeah um let's get the comments okay Okay, so Nicola asks, uh, will they extend our passports for free if they expire during this period? Uh, um, Sid said sad times, but hey, in it, yeah, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nigel says standard. Um, nothing starts rolling till next year, especially when there will be all kinds of requirements, etc. Um Rowena says, uh, the 10-year jail term is only if you lie on your passenger locator form about where you've been. Oh, okay, cool, fine. Thank you for clearing that up. Uh, Natalie says, so you will be with hard criminals for 10 years because you couldn't practice patience. (laughs) Sorry, no way. (laughs) Let me put my purse away. Um, Maha says, 10-year is extreme. Nigel says, so are you prepared... Oh, sorry, I lost my place. Oh, are you prepared to take vaccines in order to travel? Personally, I am. I don't know if you guys are want to answer that real quick. No. I am going to find a man that knows a man that knows a man that knows a man on the sly. But okay. not on the sly, because I am going to take it. I'm going to take it. I'm going to find a man. <laughs> I'm just, all I'm saying is like, everything that gets forced, there is another platform that does something opposite. In order to represent, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Say that's, no more. That's where I'll be on the other side of things. But if it is come, if it comes down and we and the man that knows a man that knows a man gets arrested, then and I need to go, then let me have that conversation. But I don't feel comfortable. I don't. I, I can't see myself sitting and getting it. I'm not happy. With it. Yeah, I'm never saying never. I'm just saying not now because it's too soon. Yeah, too for soon. Anyone to know anything? I don't want to grow a tail. No, and I don't. <laughs> I'm gonna get it, bro. <laughs> I'm going to get it while you guys are locked down. I'm going to be sorry. Get it. Yeah, and have eyes in your eyes. how it goes. Yeah, get it. Oh, 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 oh. Make sure you have Auntie Nana's remedies around you when you're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. I'll, I'll, send you, I'll send you a herb pear package. 
Yeah. And, and and also stream yourself so we can make sure you're okay all the time. All the time. <laughs> okay, Rowena says, I think the restrictions will will lift by the summer. Um, Sharon says, I agree, Auntie Farah, it feels like we're prisoners. Ray says, I don't travel often, so wouldn't be bothered usually. I plan to spend my milestone birthday on a soul-searching journey completely out of my element this year. Then Rona came to say, stay, sigh. Um, sorry about that. Ray, uh, Red Border says, I just want summer to come. Me too. Ronald says, is traveling outside your country a big deal to the British? Yep. I think it's because also for the black British exception, especially, yeah. we have somewhere else to go. Yeah. Like yeah. We're, we're either Caribbean or we're African. So there yeah. is somewhere else to go. And that it, that installs travel in you from a very early age. And then you find elsewhere to travel. So yeah. definitely for us, it's about getting the fuck out of Dodge. Yeah, man, because this country's not yeah. for us at all. We've been doing that from the day we were born. <laughs> Akoya says, have you um, seen proof of the vaccine? Say no more. I'm getting a vaccine card. Zell says, Auntie Farah, hustle. Um, oops, can you move out the way, please? Sorry. Um, Miss Latang says, uh, same Auntie Farah hooked me up. Uh, <laughs> Sharon's laughing at Groratel. <laughs> um, and Sid says, um, as such, um, it's best I don't, oh, what the hell? Sorry. Where is it? Is it over here? As such, I don't, I don't put myself in a situation that has me need to get it keep up the safe that safe energy and nicholas says i wonder if gorilla goo got this vaccine (laughs) (laughs) maybe um and sid says getting the fuck out of dodge (laughs) i thought that sentence in my chest who said that is that you yeah cool yeah, and Candy says, with you, Auntie Farah. All right, let's move on. So um, it's now time for Auntie's Know Best. And this is where we get into your hearts and minds and souls and solve your problems because you know that the best advice comes from your coolest aunties, which is us. By the way, though, disclaimer, this is just advice. You can take it or leave it. We're not by forcing you to take it. Don't come for us. We're not going to hear it because I literally just said Disclaimer, this is just our thoughts. Do what you like. But also, we're cool aunties and we give good advice, in it? So my aunties, who's got a problem that needs to be resolved by us cool aunties, please? I have one. Go ahead. Oh, yeah, you go, Nana. Okay, all right. So this is from a Black Father. And he says, I need some solid advice. So me and my girl are planning on moving to my home state. Currently, we are in her home state. Now, recently, we have discovered her grandfather has cancer and he's fading quickly. But the deadline for our move is in a, is a month away. And we have talked about her staying here and spending the last of her time with him and the family while I go and get everything moved and ready and she will follow after everything is said and done. I'm having the hardest time being supportive. Like, of course, I care that her grandfather is fading and everything. I've gone above and beyond personally to make sure things happen for him 
and the family, but I'm also being selfish by, but am I also being selfish by a part of me not wanting her to stay? I just need some advice, some kind words, anything would be appreciated. Kind words. Okay. Auntie Farah. I think Auntie yeah. Frozen. I'll, I'll go. As someone whose granddad died of cancer and I packed up everything to basically take him to Grenada for his final month um, of his life and saw him through with my family, you know, to the end of his life. Fuck off is what I've got to say to you. It's not about you, bruv. Yeah. You can feel some type of way. Feel it in your chest by yourself. If you need to have a moment, go in the bathroom, shut the door, have a moment. Do not project that energy onto your woman because she doesn't need to hear anything anything like this from you she doesn't need to be worrying about how you feel she's going to be dealing with emotions of her own she's she's about to enter a stage in her life that no one can explain to her like you just need to be there for her keep it to yourself yes it's normal for you to feel a bit feel a bit selfish you know because you want her to come with you but realistically she can't come with you and realistically she did come with you she'd be in no fit mind no fit shape to help you do anything and then you'd be getting pissed off at that because your expectations are not going to be matched so just let her have this time with her family it's very important for her to be with her granddad at this time hear the stories film him so she's got memories and all sorts of things she's never going to get that time back with him you and her have hopefully touch wood a future ahead of you let her spend this time with her family let her spend this time with her granddad and you suck it up because i'm sure that if the shoot i'd like to think anyway if the shoe was on the other foot she'd be there for you so suck it up is what i've got to say auntie nana um yeah, all, all of those sentiments. I probably wouldn't be as harsh, but what I feel like is there's some real um, lack of empathy and maybe this is a real indication that th that you're not actually ready for this type of level of commitment because it's like, that's a huge red flag to your personality. And I feel like you should actually sit with it and maybe consider getting some type of counselling I feel like you may have abandonment issues, like just not being able to do things by yourself anyway, kind of shows a bit of a lack of self-esteem. And there's things that you probably need to work on to being an effective partner. So if I, I really would be like, actually take this seriously and seek counseling while you have this time where she's distracted and become emotionally healthy so that you can actually be an effective partner. Because this, this isn't it. It's, it's not what um, a, an emotionally healthy person would even be contemplating, really. I don't even think, just even in the moments, you'd be more like, oh, my God, how is my girlfriend going to cope with this loss that's impending than, oh, I want her to come with me so that we can move? That's, yeah, no. Take it seriously that you're having these feelings and go and speak to somebody. Yeah, you all said it because I don't understand what's wrong with him. Um that's very, very selfish, very selfish, very in your own space, in your own head and not being considerate. And as I think, yeah, I think you both said it, it's, it's fair that you're going to have those kind of feelings of, oh, I'm going to miss the person and you're embarking on a next step that's quite huge and moving out and moving into something and you don't want to be on your own, but it's not forever. It's not like, you ain't got night terrors unless you've got night terrors. And if you've got night terrors, go and get help. As Auntie Nana said, it's like, you can't be in a house by yourself. What is, what's the deal? What is the situation that this woman's, this, your partner's pending grief 
is gonna is bigger is is less of an issue than you going off to move somewhere. I don't understand. Um, nothing else to add. It's selfish. Um, so yeah, I think uh, I agree with all of that. I think like just keep it to yourself or go to therapy, as Auntie Nana saying. Like really and truly, like it's just it's not it's just not the time, is it? Do you know what I mean? Like I just think it's uh it should have it should have been yeah, I don't know. I just think what the hell man. <laughs> and and also as well, I don't know how you can think like it, I think it was the way that it was even phrased, like a kind word. It's just like, bro, come on man. You just want someone to agree with you to make you feel better about the nonsense that you know is nonsense. Like, nah. The thing is well, you need to prepare yourself for how she's gonna feel after. Mm-hmm. It's not an easy thing that's gonna she like the the her granddad passing is not gonna be the end of it. It's mm. it's gonna be the start of something else. Yeah. So you exactly. need to like Auntie Nana said, you need to really understand if you can be prepared to be there for that person during those phases. Because it's not it's not a joke thing. Exactly. And also is he gonna be trying to speed her up? Okay, get over your grief now, get over your grief. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, no, no. No, he's he's long. Let's get the comment to move to the next problem. I think that's easily um, resolved. Yeah, so Candy says, uh, selfish, end of. Um, Sid said, good gosh. Um, uh, Mr. Tang says, yes, you're being selfish. It's just your feels. You're supposed to be, um, so you're supporting her to go, so keep it to yourself. Uh, Nicholas says, remember what you want to um, to do to her. Huh? What you want her to do to others, she can do to you. Is that right? Be careful yeah. what for. Sorry, sorry about that. Uh, Ronald says, she stays, keep your mouth shut and go. And mm-hmm. Ronald says, I wonder what he means when he says that he's gone above and beyond. He ain't done nothing. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Movers, is that going up and beyond? <laughs> like you can't complete like a moving house doesn't complete. It doesn't at all. Life. Yeah, it just doesn't. It's so important. He's a controlling bastard. Um, Auntie Shadow, let's go. Um, okay, so my dilemma um is as this. <laughs> <laughs> it's not my dilemma though. <laughs> on behalf of someone anyway let me just get to the point okay i've known my best friend for 15 years um we've been friends forever we know we know each other inside and out and always want the best for each other her new boyfriend is the problem from the start i caught a vibe and didn't like him uh don't worry i'm not jealous or anything like that i have my own life my own relationship etc so it's not that me being who I am, I did mention it to her, but she um, dismissed it. And I was like, okay, fair enough, because I had nothing to go on. Anyway, uh, for the sake of peace, I kept it um, sweet. And uh, this guy, while a little bit tipsy, actually tried to move to me. Now, I couldn't believe it, but then again, I could believe it. Um because I had a feeling. Now I don't know what to do because no one was around. There was no witnesses or anything like that. And I know he can easily and will deny it. What do I do? Auntie Nana. Um, gosh. Well, I've been in this situation. And Ooh. from the jump, we were in a rave. And 
the guy actually tried to chirps me and another friend, but but in different parts of the rave. And then by the end of it, it was like, oh, you've got his number. And I was like, to me, he seemed weird and a bit of a psycho. Lo and behold, years go on and he is. And then once they broke up, we were in another rave. Remember, I raved a lot. We were in another rave. And then he actually tried to corner me in a toilet. Now, I kind of didn't say anything because I was like, I don't know. Nobody's seen this. I don't know if I'd be believed because me and the friend had had a few issues. And he's so psycho. I feel like he would turn it around like I tried it on him. So, yeah, I kept it to myself. And lo and behold, he did. He was like, she tried it on me. Although mm-hmm. most people were like, Nana won't chirps anybody anyway. But, yeah, so that was a whole little saga. So I feel the easiest way to deal with it is just to say something because the chips are going to fall where they're going to fall. And if she doesn't believe you, she doesn't believe you. But at least you tried and you said it and then you can kind of like dust your hands off. Like, actually, I said it from the jump and I'm saying it again. He's no good because whatever happens in the dark comes to light. He'll do it with somebody else and then she'll feel it. So definitely say something. Auntie Farah. Sorry, I was on mute. Yeah, I definitely agree with you. What happens in the dark comes to light. All the sayings, all those who can't hear must feel all the sayings. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> you got you gotta say something. You gotta say something. I'm not having that. Firstly, I'm cussing the guy out and I'm I'm letting him know I'm about to blow your fucking I'm burst your bubble. Trust me. But um yeah, you gotta say something because it could come back on you. Like if you didn't say anything, then it could be like you're you look guilty because you didn't say yeah. anything. So yeah, I'm telling you, I'm letting you know your man is a dickhead. Yeah, I, I'm gonna tell you. It's I've been in a situation not in the not with me being in the firing seat or the chirping seat, but it was more like I saw the guy with a girl, told my friend, no longer friend by the way, told my friend at the time, he managed to wiggle out of it and make it and also made a convince also convinced that we were jealous and wanted him, which is wild. But because <laughs> no one cares. But it's that thing, and also because she because she's the type of person that she was or is. She was very caught up in her beauty and her perceived, you know, greatness. So she believed that everyone wanted what she had and no one really cared at that point. And it was the fact that your man was with the girl. And then lo and behold, they continued to go out. She dismissed that. We all stayed friends, but she dismissed what we said, what I said. And um, they broke up and subsequently he was with the girl that I said that he was with. And mm-hmm. they have kids and they have a, long, have a very long life. Subsequently, I'm stepping around the second part of this story because... Subsequently, after they got back together, <laughs> subsequently, we ended up at an event where coincidentally, someone revealed something and it was more of his shenanigans. And subsequently... <laughs> you know, Why are you not saying? You know what it is? You know what it is? When I realised what I'm saying, how I'm saying it, and I could... <laughs> I was already on the train, can't get off the train. Yeah, it's a bit messy. It's a bit too close to the realms. However, I can just navigate through. It happened again, second time around. Happened again that I was a prophet of truth, the vessel of truth, and happened again that my vessel of truth was pushed to the side and he was able to remix the ting and there on in their happy way, but I'm no longer part of that place. So the fact that I'm a vessel of truth for this person and this person doesn't want me to be her vessel of truth 
it is what it is and what it is what it is i will always speak up though because fuck that and if your friendship can't handle that and if your friend the thing is if you've got friends that don't that would rather believe someone else what is the state of your friendship what is that because there is this i really can't stand this thing where some women really think that oh you just want my man or i hate that narrative and then some men can exploit that or find it so easy to exploit that you know they just want you you know no, no, they're not just jealous of you that are we dumb like we can get little <laughs> pecker word things in our ears like yeah you just you just you're just jealous and they just want your man and they just want me and you know she's a mind trick yeah, it's, but it's so weak. It's so basic. And the fact that some women actually fall for it, that you'd rather have a man than face facts. Like, on your own, yeah, it's tiring. Being on your own is tiring, but you'd rather stick with a cheating motherfucker. And a lot of the times, these women know that really your girl, that especially that person who was telling you, is telling you the truth. But yet you're going to side with this person because just for the sake of what's saying you've got a man because you can't deal with being by yourself, all this type of shit. I'm going to speak up because I'd hope that my homies that I'm my homies right now, you would know that I'm not going to come and bring you bullshit. And I'm not going to lie. Auntie Charlie. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I, I would say something. I would definitely say something for sure. Um, and I would, I would probably say in front of him as well. So like, he's there, do you know what I mean? And like, make, make him lie. If he's going to lie, you've got to lie to her face and my face. Let's see. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? So, yeah. Let's make comments. Oh, yeah. there's comments. Okay, cool. So, Mr. Tang says, talk up the ting. Uh, the ting, sorry. <laughs> what friend uh, does that, uh, does, what What the friend does with information is her business. Uh, Monica and Nicole saying subsequently is the word for 2021. Um, or Nicola, sorry. Red Buddha and Mrs. Hang are laughing. And Fee says, being on your own is less tiring than being with someone who does not respect you. You know, the grass is not greener. It can be brown and crispy and empty of water. So it's not always that. So let's not, it's not that. It's not always the case. So just, let's, just stop that women, some women. Um, Auntie Nana, you've got a live dilemma. Let's go, let's go, yeah. let's go. This has just come in hot off the press. Okay. Hello, aunties. So my younger brother had a one night stand with this girl. She later had twins, a boy and a girl. Wow. She then approached my brother and told that they were his. He was doubtful in the beginning. However, as time went on, he convinced himself that they were his. Now, recently, he's told us all that he's marrying this girl. Most of us are against this marriage. In fact, now we've asked him to get a DNA test done. He's upset that we're not supporting him and are wrong for, are we wrong for voicing our opinions? Bear in mind, he, she didn't tell him that she was pregnant until the twins were born. Hmm. I think, I think, you know what? I think that, uh, they are within their right to be concerned for their brother, of course. Do you know what I mean? That does their brother at the end of the day. Um, I think it's only sensible to get a DNA test, for sure, because if there was any... You don't know, there may, there may be a plethora of reasons of why she didn't say anything in the first place. Um, do you know what I mean? But if there was... If there's any doubt in his mind or her mind of who the father could be, then I think it's it's, it's just like a healthy thing to do to make to have clarity i don't i don't really see why there should be a stigma attached to that kind of thing 
Um, but I think that they need to kind of maybe try and change the narrative and say that like, we are supporting you by encouraging you to do this. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. And any girl that wants to be with their brother should understand how this is coming across and why you're doing this. Do you know what I mean? Like that should be a given. So, you know, as, as, a, as, a, as, you know, I have brothers, many of them, do you know what I mean? And I'm very protective of all of them. And if, you know, my brother came to me with this situation, then yeah, I would, I would encourage that to try and resolve the situation. Cause if he wants to marry her, you know, that might be his mistake to make, but don't let the children suffer for it. Yeah, yeah. Auntie Nana. Yeah, I, I agree. Oh, That's sorry, Auntie Clara. But go no, on. No. Sorry, Auntie Clara. There's an order to this too. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I, I definitely agree because the, the thing is, there could be many, many reasons why she didn't tell him she was pregnant. They could have been having their issues. He could have cheated on her, or she could have been fucking bare man. Like it could, he could, he could be fucking bare girl. There could be so many different reasons. But the point is, she didn't tell him. So there's that element of clarity that needs to happen for all parties, I think. Like, and there's no harm. If she wants to marry him, it shouldn't be no thing that she gets a DNA test. Like, and I, I totally agree with you. The way that his siblings should approach it, they should be like, we want to support you fully. We want to have your back. We, we would hate for you to get into a situation where you invest in this child, invest in this woman, and then later on you find out that the facts are not the facts and then you're hurt. You know, because despite the fact if the child is his or not, he has a choice to... to whether or not he wants to raise that child and be a part of that child's life. And it, at least their marriage starts off on a clean slate with, you know, truth. And I think that's what needs to happen. So, yeah, I, I totally agree with you. Um, yeah, I think, yeah, you pretty much said it. Um, let's go to the comments. <laughs> oh, no, Auntie Nana, sorry, my bad. Yeah, no, same, same, same things. The only other thing I was thinking was really, like, collectively... It can't be like your siblings or parents don't have any say in it because there's children involved. It's like that's their that's their grandparents and their aunties. So actually, everybody needs to be like, this is my family. And then they're going to care for the family properly. So it just it makes sense that you actually would collectively as a family just know this is blood. This is actually. And then if it isn't exactly that, you could then be like, but I love her. And I'm going to take these kids on as mine and we're still going ahead as a family. And then everybody else will probably get on board because they understand that you love this woman. At this moment, it just seems like, oh, you're just doing this for kind of um, some type of honour. But you could get duped because maybe you was the safe bet man. Like the other, the real father was like, I'm not looking after these kids. And then you've gone to the second one who you may have slept with around the same time, but the dates don't really fit. And you're like, but this man is an honourable man. So that's the father. So like, don't be used, really. Like, you don't, you don't really know. I think it takes a lot for a woman not to tell the father that she's pregnant, especially with twins and how risky that pregnancy is. I wouldn't take that type of character lightly, really. Yeah. It is about the family as well, because everyone gets invested in the child. And if they're not, then what happens, you know? When the family aren't considered in that type of thing, it's mostly around the parents that have been, or the father that's been duped. But there's also, you know, the people grandparents, aunties, invested in the child. Yeah, it's not nice. Cousins, all sorts. Yeah, and especially if, as a result of the truth being told, and it isn't a blood relative, then the child having to be being removed, mm. you're right. Then that's a loss for a lot of people. And how, when does that, get, you know, yeah? Um, let's get the comments, please. 
Uh, so just one from me says, uh, your brother is a fool. Oh, these <laughs> the signs are there. He is being he's being blind. A DNA test is absolutely a sensible and necessary thing to do in this situation. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we could have questioned like, why is he so intent on doing this? Is he got suffering his own stuff? Is he got his own wish and wants and needs? What's going on in his world? Because not often that men. Well, I say it's not often. We don't talk about men who are desperate for relationships or desperate for a family or something and will walk into something knowing it's not just knowing it's not right, but actually would rather take the risk. For what reason? Why does that happen? Because there are men that do that. Like they can see, like this child don't look like mine, but fuck it, I'm not saying anything. I'm just going to go through. I want this set up. So that's something to explore. Why is he doing this? For the culture, for the culture, for the culture, for the culture. So for the culture is where we get into what's going on in the social media world, in black socials, in the culture, what's going on that's had impact on us, what's got us talking. We've already talked about Gorilla Glue Girl, it can't be that. So another topic that we, um, <laughs> I have to laugh. Another topic that was in the, the, the news, the black news, is um, Lil Uzi Vert. I don't know if you lot know him, he's a rapper. I, don't, I couldn't name a track. I don't even know if he's a good rapper. I don't know if he's mumble rap, trap rap. What did you call him? What did you say his name was? Lil Over, Uzi Vert. He's not even that. I'm being an auntie. What's oh, no. Name? I thought you, sorry. Sorry. I thought you said something different. But yeah, I mean, that is Uzi Vert. It, it is Uzi Vert. Vert. Okay, cool. I know I don't know, and I was willing to accept I was just auntie this name. <laughs> Lil Uzi Vert, one of the many Lil rappers that came out of in, in this, this time. Basically, he, okay, he embedded because he's got money to blow or not really because he did a layaway plan um <laughs> he has embedded i wish i could screen share with you guys a diamond into his forehead no yep a 10 carat diamond into his forehead yes he had an operation to insert physically medically scientifically a big diamond in his forehead it's kind of it looks disgusting. It's a 10 carat pink diamond in the middle of his forehead. Please Google it now while you're listening to my talking. Those of you who haven't seen it, go Google what this full, foolish man has done, right? Um, so basically he did, yes, yes, yes. Yes, GQ. <laughs> yes. So basically, let me just quickly, I've got, I've got the story out from GQ. So I'm going to try and sum, summarize. Um, he, de- he debuted it like, this week. Uh, well, it wasn't this week, it was the other day. So he debuted it back up. Yeah, it was this week. He, he he showed pictures of him getting it or planning to get it. Yeah. And now he's shown it. And apparently there's blood dripping from it, from the piercing. Um, he also, it's also been said that if he removes it, he has to be careful when he removes it. This is giving me Gorilla Blue Girl vibes as well. Because there's going to be a moment where he's like, why the fuck did I do this? Um, he has to get it removed properly. Otherwise he could die. Um... I I don't know. I'm trying to get some. I didn't get my fact. I'm just so shocked by this story. The 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 the, the I think it's a 24 million dollar forehead diamond or something like that. It's a lot of money. Yeah. This diamond, yeah. yeah, 24 million. 24 million. That he paid for in installments, right? In layaway installments. You ah, oh, come on, come on, go on, go on, God, oh my God. Anyway, so my thing is, my question is. I had two things. One's pretty controversial. Are black people really foolish if we get too much money? Are we dumb? Are we the dumbest? And second question is, what is the most ridiculous thing you would do if you were filthy, 
filthy rich. When you and I don't even think this guy's filthy rich because if you're a filthy rich, you would not pay for installments. So you're a fool. So I think he has to. We have to ask the question about black people and money. Are we a bit stupid? Do we get too stupid? And the other question is, what would you do if you were super rich? What would be the most ridiculous thing you'd do? Auntie Farah. I mean, I remember when Kanye got his um, bottom teeth taken out and put back with diamonds. I thought that was like the most ridiculous thing that anyone had done because he didn't want to take out grills. He just wanted it permanently implanted. I remember thinking that was mad. But in hindsight, if you look at all these rappers, like that is smile ting. That's nothing, isn't it? But um, little Uzi Vert, little stupid Vert, that's what I'd like to call him. It is so dumb. You've got 24 mil. Someone's going to chop your head off, bruv. That's what's going to happen. Someone's going to come for you. Someone somewhere is going to come for you. You know, you hear of the people jacking chains. They're going to jack that shit from your head. Like, so I saw the memes that I saw was like um, Thanos. Someone got, someone had like the Thanos vision. And the vision and they were taking it out of his head. That yeah. is what happened to him. It's just like, come on. It, it is like the most ridiculous thing ever. We do not need to show our wealth like that. You could have taken the 24 million and like done some seriously good things in your community and maybe spent like, two and a half K or I don't know, like even like a, like a hundred thousand and put, so if you really were dead set on having something implanted into your head, you could have spent a lot less money. You paid for this on layaway, bruv. That means that it's outside of your means. That means that you can't really afford it because you had to chip away at it. So you shouldn't have it. You should not have it. Um, the other thing that came up was they were saying, um, amongst the Asian community, they were saying, why isn't isn't this being called out as cultural appropriation? Which is another fact, and he was like, "Oh, I didn't know it like that. I just, I just liked how it looked." And what do you mean it's cultural appropriation? Because he's got, he doesn't even know like it could be seen that way. It's the most ridiculous thing. He's gone online now, and he says that if he doesn't get it taken out the right way, he could die. It's just like, why would you do that to have this diamond in the middle of your head, looking like a plum, looking like vision, but no vision? That's what you well, need no to be. Like vision. No vision. Because you know why? Sorry. You know why you don't look like vision? Because vision's not because vision looks like vision, isn't it? And you know what vision looks like? He looks like vision. You don't look like vision. Okay. He's he's no vision. That's what he is. <laughs> exactly. he ain't got, he ain't got no sight, no thought, no nothing. Auntie Sade. Dying. Um <laughs> actually you didn't ask what you would get though, Farah. Yeah, what would you get? Yeah, yeah you didn't say what would be the most stupid thing that I would get. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, because I know I'm going to get hate for this, but boy, if I was a millionaire or like a billion trillionaire, yeah, I would pay for Chris Brown to come and dance for me. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> like, come to my gaff for a week. Yeah, and I knew he was going to say that. I'm not going to get hate. Come to my gaff and give me my own private performance. And, let, and, and, and then I have you and a chef cooking me lobster and prawns and crab legs. That's what I would do. And that's that's not even that silly in terms of the food. But yeah, the stupid thing would be to have Chris Brown in my house for a week. And if I wake up, I'll be like, sing for me, Chris. Dance for me, Chris. This is what you've got to do for me now, Chris. Just dance naked for me, Chris. Like, I don't know. It's like <laughs> like a decent proposal then, or? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> this is a part. Oh, mate. Okay, Auntie Shade. We're at Queen's TC. Yes, Auntie. Yes, <laughs> yeah. Um... um uh little <laughs> um no i th- i think he uh, i don't know he's just bloody ridiculous isn't he he's got nothing better to do um too much money not enough sense um 
Boy. Do I think that black... No, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think we're the most ridiculous. No. Do you know what I mean? But I think when we do ridiculous things, it just gets... It just gets put in, put out there. Do you know what I mean? I think there's probably a few... Uh, don't even know how to say this, but there's a few other races that I think that have, like, really ridiculous things behind closed doors. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure um, of that. But yeah, I don't know. I think, I, honestly, I think he's just looking to get robbed, you know? Like, I don't, I don't, like, someone is literally going to finance him. Like, there's no two ways about it, like, honestly. Um, and also, I thought about, like, what happens if, like, light reflects <laughs> off it? Because you know I mean? light hits that, do you know what I mean? Like, what, what happens then? Like, I don't know if he's really thought this through. And maybe it's really irresponsible for the piercer to actually done this thing in the first place. Do you know what I mean? And as you guys said, you know, he can't freaking pay. For, he can't. He can't afford it at the end of the day. So it's just a really bad example. And I wish people just wouldn't see these rappers what they do with their money. That sometimes is just really like it's the like this is not the thing to do, man. Like help your community. Do you know what I mean? Like give back and all that kind of stuff and 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 grow stuff. But um, no, it's ridiculous. Um. Think of all the money he could have saved if he got glue. <laughs> you know what I mean? Them really glue. He could have got <laughs> <his book. laughs> that diamonds. That would have been a little skin grafting. That's nothing. He don't even he just like <laughs> glue and then oh I'm gonna pull it off and have a skin feel. That's so funny. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree that we could have just done it so much easier. And it's just such a, sorry, it's really attention seeking. In terms of myself, what would I do? I think like it would be some, it doesn't sound very exciting, but it would be some sort of grand house, but on a on a large piece of land, like I kind of have an idea, <laughs> sounds really lame, <laughs> but I really want a mirrored swimming pool. <laughs> but yeah, oh, I like one of those. The idea of that. Yeah, I like it. Yeah. I would really like that, that plays, there's, there's, uh, that plays music underneath it. As well, so when you're underwater, you can hear music. Would be amazing. That would be. I would do that because it's totally unnecessary. But that would be like luxury, luxury, luxury item. But yeah, that's probably about it. Auntie Nana, good thing. Sorry, um, that's a good thing, not an unnecessary thing. Like a house and a nice pool and all that. That's not like stupid. That's investment. You think, but you don't need. You don't need that. Right? No, but oh, we're saying that. stupid thing. A stupid that's thing. I'm too practical sometimes, you know. I do yeah. like nice things, but you have to have a practical. Maybe like maybe something like having like a hairdresser on call that's unnecessary. Do you know what I mean? Like that would be like, oh, you know what? Yeah, like <laughs> full stuff. <laughs> 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 to run my house do my meals oh my god a 24-hour access to personal trainer that lives with me does do you know what i mean that kind of thing does my meals all that i would yeah i would do that that's what i would do that's unnecessary and i would do that yeah yeah 100 yeah, percent in the house yeah um so little woozy but um i think it was attention seeking <laughs> and i think he always knew at some point it was going to have to come out of his head because it doesn't seem like that was ever going to take anyway. So um, 
yeah no it's just really silly do black people what was it uh do black people do lavish things ghetto things are we, are we more stupid with our money or we're super rich no because there that you see some shit in um edgeware road yes that, uh, is it politically okay to call them arabs well the people from the middle east uh, generally like Dubai and the United Emirates and all of that. That's like they have their crazy cars that are silver and gold and they the chrome wrap car. up tickets and yeah, chrome cars. Like they they surpass like really that's like just a ridiculousness. So yeah, they 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 trump every every black person definitely. Um what would I do? I would I would have all of the staff, but what I've really wanted was like a whole underground city that was like, like mine. So I just buy land and people think, oh, you've just bought land and you haven't done anything with it. But really what I've done is create a whole underground world and I can like send, I could beam up signals to the aliens and like they would join me, and then I would get involved with um, Elon Musk and um, and Jack Dorsey and all of these people that are trying to get to Mars. I would involve myself in their plans so that once their rockets can go, I'm a part of that set because I invested in that. And then we had Still an underground not, world. That's not stupid though. That's smart. It's got to be the most stupid. Because really, realistically, if I won the million, if I won the lottery, I'm not getting Chris Brown. That's not what I'm going to do. That's a stupid thing. Like. What is the most stupid thing I, that I you can like you That's could a good investment? No, nah, that would be my stupid thing. <laughs> but like, what would be? You have to think of something so outrageous. That that would be it. It would it would be that would be my frivolous thing because okay. my my pull would be to help the community. But I feel like if I really got the money, I'm gonna be thinking about how I can leave Earth. Like really, really. If I'm honest, that's gonna be the way out. Underground or overground, it's going to be about leaving Earth in some way. Um, I definitely don't think we're the stupidest. I think we, um, we're just as silly as everybody else. I think, yeah, as Auntie Shade said, it's like our stuff gets brought to the forefront and we're a bit more flashy. Well, we're not saying we're more flashy because I think Middle East got us trumped on that too because when I went to Dubai for the first time, those cars are like mad. They don't make any sense. And that's just one extreme. And I suppose if you watch them, like all the crib shows and people's houses got unnecessary things in their house, solid gold toilets, all that type of nonsense. So, um, so no, I don't think so. I was just asking because freaking hell. Uh, little <laughs> bit, uh, I don't even, I mean, I can't even. You're dickhead, like proper fool. And it, I think it is something to be said that you're away. Because I know we do say like when you're rich and you're to, so, to a certain point of rich, no one should police money and I, I think I've definitely understood that however 24 million on a stone in your head where it's so, if like if someone's like uh, in the news today little Ludi Vert's head was found in a alleyway in Compton or something <laughs> like, what the fuck like who's gonna feel sorry like we understand like yeah we got that we knew that was gonna happen it's a stupid thing and you could have helped your community there's so many other ways you, like you know you can get stick-ons and I don't see the culture I don't <laughs> you say you can get stick-ons yeah, like, been, like so, Cuban Taconias is on, on, you know. Yeah, yeah, like a bindi, isn't it? He could have got a big bindi. But, but that's, that's why that's why appropriation. Mm. That's why but, they're saying that. But the thing is, I don't even think that is cultural appropriation. 
It's money appropriation, mate. I, I wouldn't even. I wouldn't even bothered because, like, no, no, it's all right, bruv. That's on your own. We don't do that in our country. So, um, um, South Asians, please don't get offended because this is the fool. I don't even think he looked at any of you guys and thought. But he just thought, what is the most dramatic place I can put something? And he probably was what did watch freaking Endgame and thought, you know what. Man's gonna do a vision thing, you know, and that was it. I don't even think South Asians don't be vexed. Don't call it culture appropriation. This is foolishness. It's not even an argument to get involved with. Um, my most ridiculous thing, I've always wanted a panther, and I will always laugh at people that get eaten by their animals that they shouldn't have, but I would want a panther. I really want a panther, a black really? one. What in your house? house? In but this that's that activity. That's not no no no, no. but obviously. Yeah. Wait, wait, wait. Because I'm a billionaire, I can give it such implied real world environment. So that's, I'm like, it's cool. That's my, well, this is my. This that's is my Tiger room. King. You're going to be Tiger it's King. Tiger King. That's, that's why it's ridiculous. Is that what you said? Yeah, Tiger Queen. I've always wanted a pan. I've always wanted a panther. And, um, I do love them. I love them. I love them. I love them. So I would love a panther. And my stupid expedition, I take my, because I really want to know if Atlantis exists. I will invest in the expedition to the bottom of the sea. I need to know if King Triton is there. And I want to know if there's black mermaids, because no one ever says there's black mermaids. And I know there's some fucking black mermaids. I want to go find the first black mermaid. I'm a, and also then I want to join them. So I want to work out if what it is. I've got to take a little pill and I can swim to the bottom. I would love to get involved. They'll be fucking shit scared. I will be super scared being at the bottom of the sea, beyond beyond the sea. Seeing King Titan would freak me out. I would like to meet Ariel. And I want to know there's some, you know, I've got some black mermaid cousins down there. And I wouldn't mind chilling down there because I feel it. All we've got to do is just go to Antarctica. Yeah. Uh-huh. To the point where you're not allowed to go. If uh-huh. we manage to get a, 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 an airplane that could take us there and we're billionaires, uh-huh. we jump off, land, Bob's your uncle, they'll come and save us. And you freeze to death, guys. You know, you know, you not FaceTime me and you get there because that's what I'm saying. I'm going to Bermuda Triangle. I ain't going fucking Antarctica. No, it's not happening. Hold on. You'd rather go to the Bermuda Triangle? At least it's hot. Yeah, but you're gone. You're not going to. I'll be gone if I go stand on this place where I'm not meant to stand in the Antarctic and I'll be freezing. No. And as we're going to the bottom of the sea, there's enough of us down there already. So no, thank you. Right. That was harsh. I don't know. Because I want to know there's numbers. We don't know where what are because the powers of our ancestors. Because the sea is powerful. I'm a water sign. The sea is something else. So I think I do think please something's going on down there. And if our ancestors are down, I, I want to know. I really want to know. Also, as a billionaire, I will have the warmest threads. I won't feel that cold because I'll be in the most protected. <laughs> Machine. I hope the airplane will turn I'm into a submarine. That's what I'm saying. We'll have the yeah, stupid. This is stupid right here. <laughs> <laughs> That's the point. I'm answering my question. <laughs> and the thing is, my expedition, thank you, Auntie Nana. We'll ride, we'll listen, the two nanas will go. When we do it, and then they're like, well, what happened to them? And then we send them bubbles in the air from wherever yeah. we ended up. It's cool. My heart is cool. You'll be in a Bermuda Triangle, just like, where am I? In this basic Bermuda Triangle. Huh. I'm upset. Look at the comments, man. So, okay, cool. I'm going to try and get as many as I can, because there's quite a few again. Um, um, Miss Latang says, between him and Gorilla Glue Lady, 2021 is officially the ghetto. Um, <laughs> it looks ridiculous. V says, the me- the money he spent on the foolish 
statement <laughs> could have been used to start a legacy. 100%. Okoye says, oh, wow, I heard about that. Hmm, I could help. It could help to activate his third eye, maybe. Um, I hope it doesn't go septic. Um, <laughs> Red Border says, has he paid off for it? No, he hasn't. If not, I would love to see the bailiffs come and take it away. <laughs> <laughs> see, this is a payment. He's really banking on. He's going to be here. He's going to still have a record deal or something, right? Like, <laughs> that is hilarious. Sorry. Thank you, Red Border. That clearly tickled me and Antifa. <laughs> um, Ayola says he's asking to get kidnapped, but I hope not. Candy says, does he not know it's a pandemic? Boy. <laughs> Monica says, yes, Auntie uh, um, Akoya, we are stupid. Then again, <laughs> Then again, sorry. <laughs> Americans are on something else. Oh, wow. uh, Red Border says the money has literally gone to his head. <laughs> Monica says he's never going to exfoliate. Nicholas is calling him a black unicorn. <laughs> I don't think so. No, no, because black unicorns are real. No, no, don't call him that. that he doesn't really? get that. <laughs> I'm also going to have one of those on my farm. Oh, um, yeah, yeah. But he's like stub. It's not like a horse. It's just... He's, he's a not a black unicorn. unicorn. That's not, that's not allowed. He's not allowed. He's not the corn bit. He doesn't have the corn. <laughs> um, Nicholas says, 200 comments. Thanks, guys. You're on fire today. Um, and then obviously wearing a green teas tea. When is the launch date, please, Farah? So we did a soft launch yesterday. So you can go online to www. Can't remember my website. www.greenteas.com. So you can go on there now. We're doing a Valentine special, and then as of next week, there'll be more dropping. It's greens with a Z and teas with an S. Can we spell it? Yes. Yeah. Greens for Grenada. Greens Greens. Keys. Um, says, Auntie AK, don't start with black money. Some rappers with tattoos all over the some rapper with tattoos all over his face and a diamond in his head has got nothing to do with black people. We black people need to stop identifying with stupid people. Um, <laughs> why have I never heard of anyone talking about Oprah saying in it, great that we have, we we black people are billionaires. Some man's, I uh, can never say that word, idiocy. Or genius, I'm going to say this, is nothing to do with uh, everyone of the same hue. I'll get off my soapbox now. I wasn't saying it. I was just a question. I didn't mean uh, it. Sorry. So, I think she knows. Candy <laughs> says uh, he literally put a target on his head. Yeah. Ronald said, I just read that it isn't really implanted. It's actually a piercing. I am, and says, I would buy an island with that money. Mm, it's true, it's true, it's true. Mr. Tang said this. Uh, Akoya says, I'm going to Auntie Shade's pool party. You're very welcome. Uh, Nicholas says, someone else to read our comments. 
You <laughs> have done well. This is the most ever. Isn't it? I feel like, <laughs> I feel like when it's your turn, people are like, tap, 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 tap. Yeah, I, mean, I do as well. I, I do like, as well. I love, I love that you're interacting with us. I really do. Um, Red Border says, underground or overground? Auntie Nella wants to be a Wumble. <laughs> That's what I heard. That was <laughs> And I could hear Auntie Sade say, Yeah. What do you mean? I don't know. Normally, if I start singing, you'll be like, What's that? So I was like, I'm not even going to do it. But yeah. that's literally heard that. Under too. Overground, underground, Wimbledon, free. Yeah, you had those. I absolutely loved that as well. That was one of my favorite things to watch. So, I yeah. I hated them, but I was in Wimbledon, oh, so we did Wimbledon. Oh, I loved Wimbledon. But they're like big rats. I was joking. our childhood, please. Thank you. I was joking. I was joking. Okay, sorry. Where, where am I? Um, says West Africans have always talked about black mermaids in Ifa, Voodoo, Congo, Ghana, and more. And Ray says, "Ooh, Auntie went there." Uh, about the bottom of the sea. It's true though. Candy says, I'm going to another planet. I'm over Earth and it's people. For real. Yeah. yeah that's where yeah. Cool. Thank you guys. That was very entertaining. But yes, it was very fun. Um, a vaccine to be able to meet Black Ariel. Yes. Oh, I did. Yeah, it's fine. Um, just because I wanted to talk about Black Ariel because she's there. It might be me, my cousin. <laughs> um, okay, so that's it. We've got to move on to what's made us sad, mad, and glad this week. How Ladies, who wants to go first? Who's ready? Yes, I'm ready. I'm ready. Are you ready for the room? I'm ready. So my sad is um, that the passing of Mary Wilson, one of the original Supremes, she was age 76, so she passed yesterday, I believe. And also for Tony Collins, who was the first black British um, football manager. He passed as well at the age of 94. Wow. My, I'm going to do it in this order. My mad is that Beyonce. Chick, leave us alone now. Like, I'm, I'm over it. I can't deal with the Ivy Park drop because, like, I tried not to look at it and then everywhere is coming at me and people are sending it to me and I'm like, I want everything. Now, again, I want everything. And it's like, I cannot afford it anymore, Beyonce. Please leave me alone. Like, I can't. I can't do it. And I don't want to see anyone else show me anything. But if you want to buy me stuff and sponsor me to wear it, then that's cool, isn't it? But I, I, yeah, so she makes me mad. I'm also glad because some of the shit is real hot. So that's my other thing. But I'm also glad about my business that is officially online now. Me and my brother, we've worked hard on it. And it's officially online. So go check it out. Yay. Yay, yay. Auntie Shade. Um, You know, I don't have a sad... But I feel like that's wrong. Um, yeah, I'm sad about the lockdown. Probably it's not it's not anything new. But I'm just generally I'm struggling. Yesterday, I can't lie, was a struggle, and I just had like a little mini kind of like, oh my god, I haven't been raving in ages, <laughs> that kind of thing, and it just really stressed me out. I know first world problems, of course, but yeah, it really just stressed me out. So I'm just like, I'm just so over this. So I'm just a little bit sad of that about that trying to do things to take my mind off it and just keep busy. Um, I'm just mad about the travel restrictions. I'm just sick of any more restrictions from the government. Like, they just all make me very, very angry. Um, and I'm also mad about the snow. 
it's just another <laughs> symbol of not being able to go outside. I just, I just hate it here. Um, I am glad though. There's been so many things to watch. Um, I've watched uh, Wendy Williams. Um, what do you call it? Lifetime thing, which is very entertaining for me. I watched Marie and Malcolm and Marie. It was very entertaining. Obviously, One Division still on. So I'm really, really. And also, what uh, the trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier came out as well. Um, so I'm very happy that I'm being entertained in that way. And it's also my niece's birthday, midday. Happy birthday, midday. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Auntie Nana. Okay, so I'm sad because I really, really need a manicure. And um, yeah, it's just, I'm not even one to get one often, but at this moment in time, it's just, it's desperately needed. I need a manicure and a pedicure. Um, I'm mad at Malcolm and Marie because I wanted to enjoy it, but I found it maddening. Like literally watching two people argue round and round is my idea of hell because they had the argument in half an hour and it was, I was just like, oh, this is annoying. And then it was doubled with that same night, my neighbours were arguing round and round and round. And it was just like, people are insane. And again, it makes me want to become a billionaire so that I can go to Mars. So I'm, but I'm still glad. I'm glad I found a brilliant show on Amazon Prime called The Wilds. And it's just fantastic. I urge Is, it? Is it good? Oh, I loved it. Ooh. I loved it. Like it, I think I think it's really good. It's about I need a new um, show. eight. I think there's eight girls and they get stranded on an island, but all is not what it seems. So just okay. stick with it. And I'm telling you, it's riveting when you get into it. So that was really good. And yeah, I love the snow. So this is like perfect time to just be out and, and experience the snow. So I have a few things, right? So I'm. what made me sad? I don't, oh, maybe the snow's made me sad. I don't think I had a sad. I had a couple of mads. And some new ones have just come out. Just just now, Farah, because Farah's talking about Ivy Park. I don't care. I don't care. I don't care. I don't, I don't care. You're going to come at me. I don't care. I don't, are you? Now, you talking about you don't want people to send you Ivy Park. You sent me something. So shut up. Are you making me mad? Because you want me to be with you when we're going down that Ivy Park rabbit hole. You've been with me and you're always with me. So shh, and you're making me mad. The hypocrisy. Um, and also mad about you saying you need a new show to watch. Do you know how many shows you need to watch that I've told you to watch that you ain't watched? So I'm mad at you for that. I'm also mad at Virgil Abloh. Now, I don't know. I think it's his fault. But I just want another reason to shout at Virgil Abloh. <laughs> And I'm mad at him for being the Ghanaian brother. That's behind Louis Vuitton. And he's also then, as a creative director of Louis Vuitton, he's the guy behind the stupid Jamaican jumper that they brought out, which isn't a Jamaican jumper because it's red, gold and green. Rastafari colours, maybe. Possibly the Ghanaian flag that he left the star off because he's got... I mean, has he been ignorant? Did it's he not the wrong know? way around. It's also, and also it's the wrong way around. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. All sorts of wrong. You've got a black man at the helm of a world-renowned fashion line, letting them go down this cultural appropriation lane again and guessing it wrong. And also, so I'm sick and tired of Virgil because during the, 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 the protest, he was protesting on behalf of his rich friend's shop, crying over them. We're not fans of you, Virgil. I mimpe wasem mimpe. That's <laughs> 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 All that type of stuff. 
Anyway, don't come for me either. Mm. Um, I'm also it's sort of mad. It's a mad glad because someone in a UK fund, UK government funded agency spent a huge amount of money on luxury chocolate just before Christmas, like six thousand pounds. It made me laugh because I, I was thinking, one, I hope it's someone who's not got money and just took the piss and they left. But if it's, it will make me mad if it's someone that's taken the piss out. You know, you know the the the, the, the business card and spending six thousand pounds on chocolate. That's irresponsible. And I'm also sorry, I've got a lot Maybe of mad. They were on their period. <laughs> Well, there could be, but that's, don't. Well, it's government funded. It's the ICO, so that's supposed to be an investigative place. And fuck you for doing that. But if you're leaving and they were horrible to you, and you took the card and went mad, then well done. You made me glad. Um, another mad is that there was. I just saw a clip on Twitter. Sorry, there's a few mads on Twitter. There was a video, BBC News video, that they took a walk through the um in, the Bank of England's gold bank, gold stash. It's and it's not even worth that much. A couple of million, but you'd think it'd be more. But they just got like a stack of gold bars, and the fact that. We're all struggling, poverty, dying. Somebody at BBC thought, do you know what would be good? A little walk around, a casual walk around the gold banks of England, the, all the, the bars, and they got them from different countries as well. We know some of them are pillaged, we know that. That made me fucking mad. I don't want to see that at this time. Who thought that was a good thing to put out in this time that we're suffering and this money's just banking there? It's gold. Anyway, what I'm glad about is my daughter made me a wonderful smoothie today. It was beautiful. Blueberries, ginger, mango. It's great. It's really nice. Loved it. And also, I've got a bunch of my homegirls who've started watching Succession, the other homegirls, not Auntie Farah. And have I've, I not started watching it? Have you finished? Have I started watching it? Which is what you were talking about. Have you you said started watching it. Have, have you finished? Have, watching it? have you finished? Where are have you I started there, watching Farah? it? Ask her where she is. Where are you? <laughs> thank you auntie Sade. so my point is my other friends are watching succession and it's so great to watch people watch something that you love and watch it unfold and their reactions i'm having a great old time and they're like oh my god oh my god and i'm just like yeah you were not though you're watching it out of succession let's go to the comments please thanks <laughs> okay so Ronald says, sad that we're having sub-zero temperatures, mad that some Republican states are pushing a school curriculum that downplays slavery. Oh, my God. Glad that I got my clubhouse invite. Thank you, Nana. Oh, my God. See you at 10. Nice to meet you, Ronald. You were in one of the rooms. Nice to meet you. And Candy says, I've been watching the toxic couples on Married at First Sight Australia, so I can't bring myself to watch Malcolm and Marie yet. Literally, yeah. Candice, it's like you were in my head because that's why I've not watched it because the, the Jesses and the Innesses on on um, Married at First Sight Australia have got me. You lot need to watch it. Serious? Where is it? Netflix? No, it's on like Channel 4, but you can catch up on like 4, oh, okay. whatever their online thing is called. I can't remember what it's called. Okay. But yeah, it's like yeah. my niece is watching it, my sister's watching it. It's like a lot. Oh, wow. Uh, Sharon, hi, a true one ball. So you must be from Wimbledon too. I'm not from, I went to school in Wimbledon all my life. So I'm a player from Wimbledon. <laughs> Wimbledon, Wimbledon. Um, that's it, guys. Thank you so much. 200 comments. Thank you, thank you, thank you for engaging with us this evening. This has been your aunties could never. Oh, does somebody have an unpopular opinion? Oh, yeah, I, I do actually. It's a really quick one, but actually it is a bugbear um, and it's growing. I hate it when I hear English people say pause, because it's such a New York thing. We do not have that term. We already stole no homo from them. I'm sick and tired of English people now using pause like they're from flipping Harlem or the Bronx or Brooklyn, like stop it. It's oh. flipping annoying. 
do, do not pause. Yeah. pause. No, no, nobody needs to say. Nobody needs to be like, oh, have you slapped a willy? Pause. Like, don't do it. It, it doesn't work when we do it. Like, just leave it. I'm not mad at hearing someone say period than like period. Like, in, in I said it because that's the other thing that they'll say pause and then be like, period. It's like, where are you we have to say it in an American accent. We can't say period. Oh, no, I don't mind it. I don't mind. No. I don't mind. I think it's funny. I don't mind pause. I don't mind pause. Don't do it. I don't mind Don't anything. do it. <laughs> but anyway, thank you, guys. Um, this has been Your Aunties Could Never, episode 48. This episode will be available on Facebook, on YouTube, and also it comes out on a Saturday afternoon, morning afternoon, whenever we can get it out, on all listening platforms at your leisure. We are also going to be later on tonight, 10 p.m. on Clubhouse. Talk, we actually haven't defined our topic, but it's going to be exploring more of these things. Probably we'll be talking about toxic, not toxic, oh, we're in another space, talking about what we would do if we were rich, super rich, and kind of things like that. And I think we have a few other topics that we're talking about and solving problems. So come and join us at Clubhouse tonight at 10 p.m. And otherwise, like, comment, and subscribe. Be back with us next Tuesday at 5 p.m. UK time for more your aunties could never. Thank you, people. Thank you, my auntie. Thank you, guys. Good night. Thank you. Bye-bye. See you at 10. Yeah, See 10. You.